Hello there. Welcome to Midnight MMA. Yours truly, Annie G. Episode number 11. We are chugging along here into the few weeks away from April, right? Wow. Can't believe this is episode number 11. I think next weekend we might uh, take the weekend off because it'll be our first weekend without UFC and maybe find ourselves a little vacay time. It's not easy recording from midnight <laughs> to one in the morning every Sunday. It uh, definitely attacks the sleep schedule, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. We're talking all things UFC San Antonio, uh, the final recap, the final, final recap. We'll also go over Cage Warriors last week. Um, oh, hell no, dude. Definitely won't miss uh, Bellator Moneyliner. We're going to be doing a a show on Friday. Uh, so there'll be a live show on Friday. Myself and Monique Yip will discuss Bellator 293, which is actually on Friday, right? We'll release a video this week with the full card breakdown. And <clears throat> I'm hoping, hoping to get the newsletter out to you guys i was hoping hoping tomorrow but probably not gonna happen our lines out yet not sure but either way yes bellator is on friday we'll talk about that you've also got pfl on on saturday so back-to-back days there is some ufc i'm sorry there is some action oh shit money liner you're gonna be at bellator 293 that's gonna be in cali at the um my notes here 293 gome versus james that's going to be held in cali at the uh, in temecula temecula california I haven't heard of that but that's awesome dude um share share more details about this uh, endeavor as you're doing that let me introduce some things for tonight's show we're giving some very important shout outs today to Amazing list of cappers. Most people did pretty well this weekend with San Antonio. So, the, you know, the flavor online, the Twitter sphere, it was uh, it was rich with uh, holiday fever. People were happy. People were excited. People were collecting their winnings, posting pictures and graphs, and everyone did well. So from that standpoint, if you won some money this weekend, that's great. Uh, there were some questionable turns and on the scorecards we'll, we'll cover that too um but overall it seemed like most people won money and when i say most i mean i think even the worst i saw was people saying they lost a unit something small how would you lose on this card i guess you know that lutz bet the lutz bet probably cost some people right you know he he was a minus three to one favorite at one point that came crashing down so uh Without further ado, let's jump into UFC San Antonio. Let's just put that final recap on that. If you've subscribed to our newsletter, you know that uh, you know the results, basically, right? I'll put the banner down here in the bottom. Subscribe. We are we have passed that threshold, guys. I mean, the newsletter was started sometime in the fall, and it was yeah. We had no intention for it to be this, but uh, it has grown substantially, and we're very happy with it. So, unders, right? Um, 
let's look at this uh, UFC card real quick and let's try to just real quickly. Okay, so this is our Excel sheet on our Google Drive. You know, we've, we talk about this often. If you're listening to this on your podcast and you're on the way to work tomorrow morning, I'll do the best I can to describe to you, you know, what we're looking at here. But it's a fancy dancy Excel sheet <laughs> and it uh, gives us some parameters for the card yesterday. We'll start at the top. So Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Vera. Everyone was completely confused when they read a, a split. And, you know, here you can walk away and say, oh, well, the right man won. It's okay. No big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, kind of a big deal. I, I thought the, the comments after the fight by Dita White were, were very, how would you put it? Um, <clears throat> placid. You know, he was not happy with it but disconnected from the responsibility of it, which makes sense. You know, he's not the judge, right? He's the promoter for the UFC. I just feel like when a judge does this type of thing, they, they got to be like, maybe put them on the sideline for a while, put them on ice, as they say. Cian Hagen looked better, sharper. Uh, Marlon Vera did not fight until the last 15 seconds. Yeah, that was it. And I thought to myself in round two, I'm like, man, he's killing a lot of time. I, I Maybe he's just being patient. Um, he just did not fight very well. And quite frankly, that was the worst we've seen of Cheeto Vera in a long time. And, and just not really sure what happened there. Maybe the the moment. I mean, UFC was was streaming the 15-minute little thing on him and his, his daughter and his family. That was running on a loop on UFC Fight Pass. So it wasn't like they weren't promoting him. That's for sure. I feel like he had a lot of love there. He's not Mexican. Make sure I clear that up. It's from Ecuador, but still had some bit of you know uh, love there. We we did okay with this fight from a prop perspective. If you're looking here on the screen, the blue is where we were successful. The red is where we were not. So of course we picked Sanhagen to win on the left column there with a W there. This is now the Excel sheet that's been. Um, it was at one point it had no blue markers or red markers, put it this way, because it wasn't completed. Now this is showing you the results of what happened. Okay, here we go. So this right side, we include about four potential columns for a prop bet for each fight. Now, could we find more props than that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll find six or seven props we're looking at. Do we play them all? No. It's our first sort of layout of where we're looking at the fight. And then from there, we'll consider some, something like more than others, and we'll go over the ones we did play. So fight going to decision at minus 125 was a great spot. It protected you from the split <laughs> over two and a half was a little chalky, but we did take that into, no, we didn't play that. What we did play was this fight starts round number three. And we played it a lot because it just in my mind, in my head, you know, and the math, they're averaging over 10 minutes per fight. These guys, they're evenly a match. I'm like, we definitely hit round number three. So I get the people who say minus 350 is too chalky. I understand. I understand. You know, I'm not, I'm not a shark like that. I got to take the little tidbits that I get out there. But this was one of those parlay pieces for the card. And we'll go over what parlay pieces means. Um, it's in essence our locks. Now, minus 350 again. It is chalky. What are you doing with a lock? You're parlaying the lock. Anyway, split props. We actually did put like 15 bucks on the split here for San Hagen at plus 600 to win by a split. When the fight was over, I had already populated this sheet and I marked this as red and I already had checked it off my tip sheet um, as being a loss. 
and fuck around and find out. Judges were like, we're going to give you a split. <clears throat> now, a split for Cheetah would have been plus 1,600. Is there a time whenever you see a line and you're like, I wonder if that's line because they see something. This fight, I mean, consider what I just said. The split prop for Cheeto Vera was plus 1,600. And yet his other side of that was plus 600. I mean, tell me the books like had a clue without telling me the books had a clue. I mean, that seems to be, I mean, it's almost, it's a thousand, it's a thousand difference. Yeah, so very awkward. I noticed that afterwards. Another fight I'll talk about in a moment. I noticed it beforehand. Interesting. So that fight, Corey Sanhagen, I think everyone makes some money. Most people were on Sanhagen. The people that were betting on Cheetah were betting with their heart. You know? Oh, I like that terminology there, Money Liner. I'm not a handicapper. I'm a sports booker. Yeah, so thank you, Moneyliner. Like, we're talking about the judging. I, I'm not going to have a rant. I'm not going to do the whole, like, it was a robbery, and I want my money back, and, you know, Andrea Lee should have won. And uh, listen, everyone took a some level of a hit there with a few fights. Like, for example, we had Duryov twin by decision. And I'll honestly tell you that fight was that was not clean. <laughs> it was not clean. We'll get to it in a second. So the Sanhagen fight to put a bow in it. it. It goes pretty well for everybody. All the overs and whatnot hit. Holly Home versus Yana Santos. We had a poor read here because uh Yana didn't look great. She had some moments. I think she was trying to be aggressive, but Holly Home, lest we forget, her ground game is pretty good. So good for Holly Home. The best spots to be in a fight like this, we did bet on Yano Santos straight up. So we did lose money there. We'll talk about that. But the spots were the over two and a half minus 275. Fight going to decision minus 260. So those were those were both successful. We did put a little dip there on a KO prop by Holly Holm thinking, you know, nostalgia, the head kick, whatever. Doesn't happen. Decision win for Yano Santos wasn't even close. The over one and a half was minus 575. And again, I understand super chalky. We didn't put that on our tip sheet as a parlay piece because anything above minus 500, we don't consider as a parlay piece. But we did play it. And look, here's a way to, how would I explain this? I respect all the people who say, I'm not playing this fight because of X, Y, Z. Or I like to only play three or four fights. I'll give you an example. My boy, Blood Money. Okay, now's a good time for some shout-outs. My buddy Cody over at uh, Blood Money MMA. He uses a style that it would be almost impossible for me to use just because of, I guess, my flavor, what I enjoy, what I like out of, let's say, the action. Bring the action. Um, so he'll have like six or seven just quality bets, a unit, two units here, sharp bets. And like last weekend, he made a, a full bill, you know, broke $1,000, 10 units, right? very sharp strategy and he limits his exposure by like staying away from for example crazy close female fights that you can't really be sure of um he knows his his sort of his threshold and he stays in this little box and by doing so he's profitable he's uh he's built a great following so cody over at blood money mma very good um source for mma content and has several shows with 
other partners. He works with Johnny K. Picks and does some of the stuff with like Addicted to MMA. Just really good, smart guy. But the point is, he uses that strategy. I'm a little bit more of a DJ. <laughs> and also, I'd like to see if I can find markers in every single fight. We spend a lot of time on each fight, as do all cappers. And I'm looking hard for one spot, two spots, maybe three. If I don't feel good on the main line, you know, I leave it alone. That's one area where we've definitely evolved a bit because you feel like when you first start betting mixed martial arts, do we all remember these times when we first started? The money line was all we bet. It, like when you started hearing about over one and a half rounds and, and under two and a half and, you know, fight starts round three. Yeah, this terminology, when you first heard it, was like, what the, what am I, what, what am I hearing here? What? You know, prop betting, fighting? So over time, you start to realize that what looked to be like the crazy horizon, you couldn't understand it, becomes a part of your portfolio. And our effort here is to how do we give you guys betting advice per fight, even when the fight's greasy, even when the fight might have some crazy outcomes, how would you nickel and dime the books and get something out of it? So on my point here, the over one and a half in this fight was minus 575, Okay. And for those who are like, how dare you advise people to play that? No, we're not saying that we advise that. We, we actually didn't tell anyone to do that. <laughs> I'm saying we did it. Uh, I'm saying we explored that option. And we'll talk more about it in future cards. Because if people were going to play Shevchenko at minus 600, what's the difference here? You're getting a little bang for your buck. It's not highly advisable. There's still a lot of risk there. And it's chalky as fuck. But back to the point. We're getting some action on the fight. I got to watch Giannis Santos versus Holly Holm and not sweat the money line at all. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I almost don't care who wins. And I can even root from like my personal. Like, I want Holly Holm to win. She's a veteran. By plugging in the over one and a half at minus 575, easy money. Some sharper spots, fight starting round three, minus 360. So basically another half round, right? The split props were not active, right? So plus 1,200 for Santos by split, plus 550 for home. Nonetheless, the old lady at 41 takes it home. Six-fight contract she signed. Uh, all is good. Talking about making a championship run. I'm in here. Um, <clears throat> only the best should be at the big show. I totally agree, Moneyliner. So if they could find a method to... I mean, it works that way in NBA. It works that way in... You know, Major League Baseball, they have a method to like graduating the the, the umpires, right? Um, and also, yeah, I heard the pay is not great. So it's, it's a lot of room there for, uh, yeah. Listen, dude, that was uh, something I mentioned in the breakdown. And um, even though I mentioned it, I still picked her to win. <laughs> and I was like, I think, you know, I think we saw some chinks in the armor from Holly Holm and you're not training very well when you have an infant at home. You know, you're still, she's probably still nursing maybe even. I don't know. It's a, there's a lot going on there. I should have taken that as a full-on hint and just gone with Holly. I was so jaded by the recent performance of Holly. Um, and so it left me a little, yeah. Yeah. Abraham. Abraham. What's good, my dudes? Gonna listen to the background while playing some UFC 4, but just wanted to say something for the algorithm. You're the man, dude. You're the man. Good luck tonight playing that game. That game could be frustrating as fuck. MAG's in the house. What's up? What's up? 
we're peeling back the last layers of UFC San Antonio. We're we're doing that final. What I like to say is, how would you describe this from a man's terminology? Here it is, right? So you go out with the boys. You guys have a good time tonight. You guys meet some honeys, you know, and all is, you know, going good. Maybe you're at the bar. Maybe you're at the club. Maybe you're just hanging out at someone's house. Some chicks come through and you're talking to one. And, you know, things are going well into the night. You're making a few moves left and right. You know, you're, you know, you're not, you're not overdoing it. You're not going in for the kiss per se, but you know, you're, you're talking to her. She seems like she's into you. You're into her. If you're a lady in the chat, just reverse the rules. You're the girl. It seems like, you know, he's into you. You're into, you know, whatever. Okay. So things are going well. And then end of the night, like you shoot your shot, right? Maybe you go in for the kiss. Uh, maybe you're like, can I get the digits? And the other side is like, ah, oh, you know, um, no, thank you. It was good hanging out with you. Or you're leaning for the kiss and they're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend. And <laughs> so, because we've all been there. We've all been there. I've been there. And so then you have that late night reaction later the next day. I mean, shit, a week from le- a week from then, you're unpacking this in your mind mentally. Like, what happened there? Where did I go wrong? I thought I had it in the bag. I thought she liked me. I, I was getting the vibes. Was it what I said? Oh, I probably should have joked about uh, little retarded kids or something. I, I, you know, you start unpacking it mentally. I think no matter how good or bad you do on a card, find the time to unpack it, right? That's what we're doing here. We're unpacking UFC San Antonio, the mental, the mathematical, the emotional. Um, and then, of course, why? Why? In the name of getting better, in the name of improving our our methods, right? So, and also creating new lessons, right? I mean, you don't want to have a, a lesson book that's so deep that you can't enjoy playing the game, <clears throat> But some lessons, they're meant to be learned. Take the advice. Don't ignore uh, when the advice is there in front of you. And so that's what we're doing here, right? Let me just change the uh, background music. Give us something a little bit different here. Some loft jams. Okay, so let's talk business here on... Oh, a few more comments here. I'm going to leave you guys hanging. Barbara won the fight easy to me. Just Lee just held. Okay, we're going to talk about that fight, Jesus. Um. Abraham, I'm just biased. <laughs> hey, what's up, Alex? How are you? Um, same here. Hope you had a wonderful weekend too, Alex. It was a it was a UFC weekend, and we're looking forward, of course, to upcoming week of of Bellator and the PFL having it all to themselves. Hopefully, if you did any wagering, Alex, you did well. But even if you're not a better of the game and you're just a a fan of the game, it's it's equal excitement. You got fighters you you root for. I recall being a, a fan of, of several sports teams as a kid, and man, it was nothing more to me exciting than seeing them go to the playoffs or win or so. Same thing. If you're if you're not a better, you're just a a watcher. That's okay. Let's move on down here though. So Yana Santos comes up short. We have an L there. We picked her to win. And uh, but I think we made up some ground in the props, which we'll talk about our tip sheet at the end of this summary. Nate Langweir. Austin Lingo, how dare us pick against Nate Landwehr? Foolishness. Uh, the guy is a mutant. Uh, did a great job of the fight not going to decision, which I was surprised to see at minus 160. Hindsight's 20-20. Should have played that more aggressive. I thought that was uh, – line was almost too good to be true, and I guess I got a little bit um, <clears throat> cold feet. 
under two and a half minus one thirty into the distance for Landweir plus one thirty five again seems like easy money. The submission prop by Landweir is where some people made a killing. We didn't play it, but I saw people out there with plus nine hundred range on that prop. If you played it, awesome. If you didn't play it, but you identified it and you're like, damn it, I saw it, I didn't play it. That's okay. Identification is the first step in winning bets. You know, I love this game. Play the game of I'm not going to bet any money this weekend, but I'm going to put together some bets of what I would do. Play the Monopoly game. You know, and by doing that, you'll find yourself honing in on where you need to be at. So if you saw that bet and you didn't pull the trigger, it's okay. There's always the next time. For this fight, we didn't really do great in our props. You know, looking here at the at the little, well, I guess, how do you define great? With props, if you're hitting, that's if you're hitting, 20% to 30% of the props based upon our our uh, system, you're probably doing well. Um, so here we got the fight no distance under two and a half. Uh, fight starts round two minus 270. I, I did like that a lot. I thought these guys were, you know, clever enough to make it there. Fight into the distance for the opponent. Decision in round two knockout. All no good. We liked Lingo by a round two knockout. Very off on this one. Lingo, he looked... He looked battered and bruised once once Nate started landing some hard shots and pressuring him and Lingo just couldn't hang with him. And I think it's a levels thing. I think Lingo's not bad. And Nate's just, you know, he's a step up. And Nate's 34. Look good. Look good. If you played Nate here at minus 200 money line, good for you. You made some money. Macy Barber versus Andrea Lee. Okay. Um, whew, let me just take a big deep breath here. Uh, I, I could probably go and show you clips of our breakdown video from last week. Um, I could... Well, I, want to, I have to do this. I got to do this. I got to actually pull this up because this this is frightening that I had this right up in. A, let's look at it here. This is the newsletter from. Okay. Here we go. Let me share this tab instead. All right. Let's zoom in here on this. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the screen. If you're listening, I'll, I'll read it to you. Here's exactly our breakdown for Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber in the written format. Now, again, the video, it it reflects the same thing, almost word for word. So Andrea Lee was plus 225. Macy Barber was minus 265. Andrea Lee wins by decision is the prediction. That was plus 285. At least it will appear that way at first. Once the judges get their hands on the cards, they'll find a way to give it to Macy. Prepare to hear a lot of love from the commentators towards Barber. The commentators will be building her up the entire time. If Lee does anything notable, the commentators will ignore it or find a way to criticize Lee. The hype job is in full force, and we've seen it have consequences on the judges' cards before. That was the opening <laughs> paragraph. Um, here's some other notes that are in there. Uh, the last last par I mean last sentence of the paragraph on Andrew Lee. Once or one, keep her back off the fence. Two, pepper Macy Barber with a jab. Lastly, Lee needs to pray the judges don't rob her. Macy's one of the most overrated fighters in the UFC, right next to Patty Pimblett. No matter how hard the UFC tries to market her as a legit fighter, we're seeing through the mirage. Um, yeah, we went on to say that um Again, bottom line, Lee will probably need to finish Barber to be sure of victory. Even if Lee appears to win on the cards, the judges will give this to Macy. I think I used the word fixed in my video breakdown. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. 
I'm still at fault for choosing Andrea Lee to win because I, I had all this evidence in front of me. Inside sources, I've interviewed fighters, I've gotten direct knowledge about literally how much of a machine is is driven behind Macy. And UFC's on that in that machine, right? They're part of they're on that on that train. And some of it makes sense. I even thought to myself, they asked Dana White after the fight about Alexa Grasso fighting Shevchenko. And he said, that's not done, actually. They're not sure about the rematch now. Fuck around and see Macy Barber get a title shot. And mess around the fight goes the distance and it's close. You'll see Macy Barber will get the win by a split decision. So I'm calling this now way out. Macy Barber gets fast-tracked to a title shot, fights Grasso somehow, and then gets a split-decision win in a flat-out robbery. And the UFC's like, we don't care. We want a female, attractive, American, heterosexual girl, and she fits the bill. So that's coming down the pipe. This is now two fights where you can argue if she won or not, and I get the parameters of that. People, people said she did more damage. I have to wholeheartedly disagree with that because... There was blood coming from Macy Barber's nose. I didn't see anything on the face of Andrea Lee. The takedown attempts from Andrea Lee, well, well, two two things on that. She did get the takedowns. Now, if takedowns mean nothing at all, okay, we can we can subscribe to that. Some people think they absolutely mean nothing. But getting taken down in real mixed combat sports does mean something. That means someone took you down, right? That means you couldn't stop them from taking you down. And in a close fight, those things could matter. Again, let's let's just pretend it doesn't matter, though. Let's say all the takedowns from Andrea Lee, which was, I think, three takedowns, or at least two takedowns, right? And I believe none for, for um, Macy Barber. So if that doesn't matter, ignore that. <clears throat> Second thing now we're saying is doesn't matter is whatever top control time Andrea Lee had doesn't matter. Once again, what we're saying there is that if you're on the bottom and you're, the person's on top of you, that you laying there and not getting up is okay. No bad points there. Even though you're being forced to lay on your back, we're saying that the person on top, once again, no points for that either. So we're no points for the takedowns for Andrew Lee and no points for being on top and doing nothing with it, right? So I'm, I'm going to agree on top, Andrew Lee was not doing much of anything. She had a few moments where she landed a few punches, um, but ultimately was not doing much on top, was not trying to find a submission. Um, now on the bottom, Macy Barba, I think she landed a few punches. And then there was that one point in round one where Andrew Lee had her arm like twisted and tied up between the legs or something like that. Nice moment for Macy Barba on her back, landing some strikes. Um, and so that exchange, I believe, you know, helped her to, to win that round, even though again, she was on her back, was taken down on the feet. I guess you could say there was a few punches that Macy Barber lands at times. Um, I saw the typical Macy Barber where she threw a lot of stuff in the air. Uh, kicks were, kicks that were not even anywhere close. Both girls were doing that during the fight. That was a little bit annoying. Um, but I thought it was it was close. And then I thought, well, if it's really close, what else do we have left? We had some wrestling go on. We had some takedowns. We had some position control. I think most people thought Angelique won that fight after watching the fight. You know, maybe go back and look at it again. Um... If you bet on Andrew Lee, you know, I'm sorry, because that's as close as it's going to get. Um, I think we now know, though, here's a lesson to take. We know that Macy Barber is, is now getting very close splits. That seems to be a reoccurrence. 
we did play the split here so that was nice um but interestingly enough here's another clue of something that was a little bit let's put it this way this uh was concerning to me look at the line here from ac barber by split it was plus 550 from ac barber by split that's almost as low as you'll see you don't see anything much lower than like plus 600 for a split right and then you have Angelia at plus 1200 i said this before the fight those who were here for our watch party heard the conversation i said specifically this i said why would one person be so much different on the split? It's just a matter of one judge. And I said, oh, probably because they know it's a very likely outcome. And so this fight goes down as one of the most accurately analyzed fights we've ever done because we pulled this thing apart layer by layer pre-fight. We nailed it to the T. I'm still okay with saying that I think Andrew Lee won. I thought she did the things that she needed to do. I thought the parts of Macy's game that were a little faulty that would expose her to a close decision uh, we're all there. But for those who bet on Macy, it it was a nice, nice night because you know you were sweating it. And then she gets the win by split, and you're like, you know, she pulls it off. I'm sure she was in a lot of parlays. Um, you know, she's a very attractive girl. Uh, I think uh the crowd booing was a little hilarious when they started booing Michael Bisbing. Um he <laughs> Michael Bisbing's the company man now. This guy, he comes in the octagon and he's like, he says to Macy. The crowd's booing because I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of fans here for Andrew Lee, but uh, nice win there. I'm like, no, Michael. Michael, they're not booing because they're, they're they're fans of Andrew Lee. They don't like Macy Barber. That's not why they're booing. They're booing because they thought that Andrew Lee just won the fight and they just gave the fight to Macy Barber. That's why they're booing. Um, one last note of Macy Barber. This um, Miranda Maverick went online and said some stuff about it. She called her Macy Robber, Robber Barber, Barber, Barber the Robber, whatever. She's not going to gain a lot of uh, fans in certain pockets of this uh, community or in her industry because she's going to get a rep now. And it's coming where it's like, oh, because she really has a rep as it is of being a little bit of a golden girl, golden goose. And now this shit's going on. Um, and she's a little bit like deflective. Like you ask her about these decisions and she'll be like, oh, no, I won that fight. What are you talking about? Like. A little humble pie. So it's okay to say, listen, I'm, I'm, I got lucky. I got lucky, you know. So nonetheless, if you bet on Macy, you did well. Um, uh, Prop-wise, the – yeah, here's the splits here. So we got the split on, on Macy by, at plus 550. Over one and a half again. Very chalky. We played it. We parlayed it. Works out well for us. Fight goes to decision minus 230. Over two and a half minus 250. Decision prop for Macy minus 125. And win for, for Andrew Lee at plus 25 by decision. Their best. Their best wasn't good enough. Um, um, I'm looking at the uh, comments section. I hate to miss over comments. You're welcome. You're welcome, Anthony W. Here just to talk some shit. Here to go over uh, UFC. We're going to also talk a little bit about Cage Warriors and PFL, and then jump ahead to next week, what's going on. So it's your, it's your late night stream, dude. If you're not subscribed to Anthony, do so. It's every Sunday night we do this, midnight to 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. It's a wrap-up of the week that was in mixed martial arts. Um, anyway, let me scroll down here. Um, so here we go. Just some comments on that. Anthony writes here, on top, on top is still a winning position. As minimal as it might be, some fighters just aren't talented enough to sequence any proper grappling. 
after a takedown is achieved. Yeah, that's the thing. And and there's consequences. I mean, this is a new era in mixed martial arts where they're not well, I shouldn't say they're not. It just depends on the judge. That's why this sport's so difficult to figure out. Like if takedowns are not going to be worth anything, right? Then let's make that clear, I guess. Let's just say, like, because maybe just get rid of the whole wrestling thing altogether. Like takedowns and top control, all of it just means nothing. Like when I say nothing, if you're on top for a full round, the person on the bottom doesn't, it's equal. Just make it this way. If they make it this way, I think <clears throat> we could start from there as a, as a baseline and get more clarity. Like if you're on the bottom and you're landing more strikes, you're winning. If you're in the bottom and you're you're going for submissions and the person on top's not, you're winning. <clears throat> so let's figure out a way to maybe start there and then work our way backwards because right now, shit's a little confusing. <laughs> it's a little confusing. And for the average fan, I'm pretty sure they watched that fight and they thought that the blonde girl won. And they were like, huh? What? I don't understand how this works, you know? Um, well, that would be interesting. I think that that would be uh, a good fight for Maya. And I think Maya would do the same thing that Andrea Lee did. I think Maya would win the fight and then lose by a split decision. <laughs> That's what I think would happen. <laughs> so um, the one thing is with Maya, her hands, because she's a little better of a boxer than Andrea Lee, and so she might tag up Macy a little bit more. Um, would love that fight, though. Would love that fight. That's a that's a great call there, Claustrum. Um, <laughs> just MIA too much. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I thought it was some times where maybe she could have right Colostrum writes in. Why didn't you know Andrew Lee do more ground and pound? That is, she probably woke up the next day saying that to herself. Like I should have done more. Well, she that is she shouldn't have got her arm caught behind her. That was. Man, that was she lost the first round, I think, on all three cards because of that. Like she had control, she had an opportunity, and then got her arm caught. And it was anyway. Let's move on. I digress. Chitty Ninja Kwani versus Albert Duraev. Very frustrating fight for most people who watched it because it appeared to most people that Chitty was landing the more crisper, the jabs, that length. You know, he didn't gas out. That's the one thing I was a little bit worried about. He didn't really gas out. Um, had some moments where he had to defend the takedowns and, you know, maybe got out-wrestled or out-grappled at times, but I thought he did well when the fight came down to a split and then the last card was being read. We had Doreev to win. We weren't very confident. By decision, by the way, for Doreev was plus 425. But he ends up winning by a split, and, I yeah, I felt a little icky afterwards. Like, I wasn't running to Twitter like, I told you guys that I have Doreev to win by decision. Like, no, no, no. Uh, what I told you guys... <laughs> in the breakdown was it's probably going to be close, going to come down to some control time. I liked the overs a lot. That's the one thing here. The over one and a half was minus 115. Booyah. That's what I'm talking about. We parlayed that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that avoids a lot of things, man. You stay far from these split decisions. You stay far from the judges. Let the judges do their thing. Let me do my thing. Let me live. So over one and a half minus 115 hits. The fight going to decision at plus 215. Look at that puppy. My only regret there is I didn't just play that right up a unit on that because that also to me seemed like a likelihood if you were on the Duryev camp. Duryev camp is slow fight down, bring him to the ground, hold him position control. I break him over time. That's Albert Duryev fight. And in that kind of fight, we're going to the cards. A KO by Chidi was plus 130. 
No meat on the bone. That was his path to victory. He just could not get to this uh, this Russian. First round knockout for Chidi was only plus 350. And we were looking at that. Didn't play it. Fight starts round two, minus 170. That was an excellent play. Oh, here, look at this one here. Over a half a round was minus 600. I say again, if you're parlaying Shevchenko at minus 600, what's wrong with me putting this into my parlay and just saying, you know what? I don't want to have any exposure beyond a half a minute. I'm at, I'm looking. I'm the guy looking at the clock like, just two and a half minutes, two and a half minutes. Yeah, and why not? I put that into like a four or five legger, which we'll talk about in a hit. You know, give me th- two and a half minutes. I was burned one time on my bet like that, though. I was burned. It was the Dalkus versus Dalkus versus I forgot who he fought last time. Duke knocked him out in like twenty seconds, <laughs> and I had that kind of bet going. All right, next fight: Tucker Lutz, Daniel Pineda. Man, we looked at Pineda as a possible dog. And my first analysis was like, man, he is a finisher. You know, he's got some skills, but like, oh, he's off the juice and a lot of stuff going on. And I, you know, Tucker Lutz, he'll be smart. He'll he'll take the fight longer. He'll wear out Pineda. Pineda looked exhausted his last fight. Uh, well, you know what? None of that shit ends up panning out. Pineda puts on a show, says, I'm still good at 37. I can still guillotine with the best of them. It's one of his best maneuvers. If you play Daniel Pineda, very well done. Sharp bet. Tucker Lutz was one of the biggest favorites in the card at minus 275 to minus 300. You know what it was? It wasn't Tucker Lutz being so good. We had all conditioned ourselves to say this Pineda guy, you know, Cub Swanson beat him up. And Cub Swanson, like, he sent him into the, you know, the down under. (laughs) Did I say down under? The upside down, I meant. I said down under in my Australian accent. I meant the upside down. (laughs) Anyway, um, Pineda, great job. He's he's gonna be around, you know. He's not gonna get cut, right? And he, you know, he got a good win there. So the fight, no decision at minus two ten. I thought that was a really good spot because either Pineda finishes him or gets exhausted, right? So if you play that spot and avoided the line, you're even better off. I remember saying to myself, I'd rather be there than be on the minus two seventy five to minus three hundred spot for for Lutz. Into the distance for Lutz, that was plus one fifteen, and no no bueno, right? Fight starting round number two at minus two thirty. You know, again, I think these these books were expecting this fight to, on one side, see violence, other side, not so much. Right, under two and a half at minus one ninety. Um, doesn't that hit? Let me. Whoa! Oh, you know what? No. Let's look at it real quick here. Hold on, guys. I got to double check my notes now. I might be off on something here. I oh, mean, UFC two eighty seven is around the corner. We'll be talking about that here shortly. Uh, all right, I have to go way back. There's so many events now coming up. So for this fight, I'm just double checking my records. I could be off on that prop. So 250 of round number two, yeah. So it was just over the two and a half. Interesting. Yeah. So that did not hit under two and a half was minus 190. The fight went all the way two and a half rounds. Wait a second. Round two. Yeah, happened in round two. It would have had to be in round three. Anyway, brain fart right there. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> some comments here. Abraham writes in here. Um, hold on here. Let me start with the top here. That's a good comment right there. Anthony writes in here. I didn't. I don't think you should neg- negate it. 
I think those judges need to be watching what we are watching in a separate room with no commentary. Interesting. Like, seriously, right? Maybe this, like, they're in a literally in a room in the stadium that's got soundproof. They have their headphones on. There's no one in the room but them. They do their scorecard in the room. They're not hearing any fans, whatever else, not hearing the commentary. And then they give their scorecard to someone who comes over to collect it. And interesting. I like that. <clears throat> There's a reason why splits happen all the time. And it's super obvious. You have three different people in three different positions that will create three different opinions. They need to see what is happening. That's interesting. So true. And it's you know, like the history of this was like the judges are, are are by the side of the cage or the you know or the ring, you know. But you're right. I think we have technology now where we have to find a way maybe where we can give them camera angles, multiple camera angles, have them be like imagine the the room. It could be a room with like four or five screens of the same fight, you know, a bowed screen, you know, just like they have all the tools they need. They get compu box numbers, which they don't get. I don't get this. They don't get the striking numbers. What are we doing? Close fight. Give me the striking numbers. Not what they perceive. Great point. Great comments, Anthony. And Abraham Abraham responds here and says, uh, the judges were absolutely crazy, but they were on my side almost every time. Don't know what to think about that. Yeah, well, listen, when you get the breaks, Dems the breaks. When you get them, you get them, and you you, you count your blessings, and you know what I mean? Um, good point there, Anthony, as well. The judges are not even watching at eye level. For real, for real. They don't have a proper angle to gouge the action with accurate depth, perception. So many easy fixes. Yeah, Anthony. I think Anthony mentions this idea of like the, the judge's room. Like like they have the, the, the uh, NBA has the uh, review center in Parsippany or whatever, Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, and it's like you go to that room and it's like a thousand screens and all kind of every angle. They've got cameras coming off the floor and everything. Yeah, so I agree, Colossum. The, the judge who gave Cheeto a fuck. What? That shit could have been 4150. What was he watching? <laughs> like, I think every single person, Colossum. Like, even if you were going for Cheeto Vera, no one after that fight was like, yay, man, he got one judge. I, I thought he won the fight, too. No one. No one was toting that boat. No one was pulling that, you know, that that rope. Nobody. <laughs> Money Lantern writes in here, parlay for your Bellator weekend. Ooh, here we go. He's a sharp one. So here's the offer for Bellator 283. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of uh, our show tonight. So for Bellator is on Friday. It's going to be in Cali. He says Sullivan, Cauley, Archie Culligan, Aaron Jeffrey. Odds not out yet. Yeah, that's the one thing, Moneyliner. I'm curious about the odds. Yeah, soundproof. Do the whole th Literally have them in a really cool room. They could have a little spritzer there. You know? I mean, they don't pay these guys very much, but like maybe up the game. Turn these people into some kind of royal royalty. But yeah, yeah. The current process is flawed, and judges who wild out like that Cheeto judge just that's it, man. Aladdin, like the movie Aladdin. Yeah, no fans. Rob writes in here. I had a parlay ending with Cheeto and praying for the biggest robbery in UFC history. Yo, dude, and you, you probably were like, oh my gosh, it's about to happen. I had that moment with Andrea Lee. I'm like, we had picked Andrea Lee. I'm like, oh shit, she's looking at this win here. Good split. No, we're going to get it. Oh, man. Yeah, interesting breakdown there of what happened on these uh, 
judges here. So let's move on here. So Tucker Lutz loses. Pineda ends up pulling up the victory. First dog on the main card. Main card, we did not do well from a win-loss standpoint. We went uh, two correct picks and four incorrect picks. We were on Santos, Lingo, Andrew Lee, and Lutz. Yay. Fortunately, we were covered by our prop bets, which we'll talk about. Prelim card, let's wrap this up a little bit faster. For prelim card, Lucas Alexander at plus 130 ends up looking like a pretty good play. Over two and a half. Uh, decision prop for him also cashes. Peterson retires after the fight. You know, he's had a pretty good career, you know, 19 and 11 overall, a lot of fights. Um, so he's calling it a day. Um, good win for Lucas. Looked pretty good. I thought he looked massively better than he did in his first fight, which was a, he got, you know, run out of the octagon by Anderson Brito. I think people were looking at that fight and thinking, this guy's not very good. He ended up coming back and, and doing a pretty good job here and looks like he may have a future. So we'll see what happens with him next, but gets the win there as a plus 130 underdog. We had him plug, but you know that's not really an underdog. That's like you know, it's a slight doggy doggy. So it's a puppy. Uh, next fight down: Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons. We were on Giles to win. I'll tell you what. My only regret here was that we didn't hammer it. Like you know what I mean? Like I I thought pre-fight. Here's a guy who who has the better skill set, who's the better boxer, better grappler. I thought he showed that. I thought the grappling, especially, is where he's a little underrated. He he was able to reverse position, get back on top, um, beat Preston on the ground. Now. I was pre I was pre-fight, I was on Giles. Post-fight, I heard a lot of chatter that, well, you know, weren't so sure he won. It was a split. We played the split, believe it or not. Um, and the split props were plus 1400 for Giles and plus 1400 for uh Preston. Great numbers, right? So we had a, a split prop bet on Giles. We'll talk about that in our tip sheet. Fight go to distance plus one five five. Decision prop for Giles, that all works out over two and a half. All good stuff. The only thing that doesn't work out there is the decision props for Preston, split or regular. For Preston, it wasn't a bad fight, but you see limitations. He gets pieced up. I thought if Giles just did a jab for, for a minute on end, just, just could have just tore him apart with just jabs. Um, Giles made a big change in his last from his last fight to this fight, and I noticed it right away. His hands were up. His hands were up. In the past, hands down, karate style, he brought the hands up. Great move by Giles. Gets the win. Vergara, whew, fight of the night. This was a, a, a circus. If you uh, if you didn't see this, let me just tell you, one of the best fights I've seen in a while. At some point, CJ is done. He's done. He looks like Nate Langweir did in some ways against um, uh, Onama. Uh, it was just, he was done. He was, he was running. <laughs> running. Short little man running around the cage. Um, as he's running, he's getting kicked in the head at times. He's, you know, I mean, the ref could have been like, listen, you keep running. I'm going to, you know, because it was that bad. But he was just trying to survive. He had gotten clocked. He got hit with, a, I think it was an overhand left or something or a kick or something on the top top side of the head. Hit him in a weird spot and just, you know, knocked him off of his balance, knocked him off, you know, his equilibrium. And CJ spends the most of round one trying to recover. Silva is... You're looking at Silver like, holy shit, man! Everyone underestimated him. He, you know, he's he's gonna do it. A round one finish. That prop was floating out there. People were thinking maybe you never know. Blah, 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 blah. No, CJ Vergara digs deep, uh, makes the full comeback in round one. Finishes round one with some okay striking. Comes back around two. Silva melts. He melts Silva to the ground. Silva gets tired. Tons of elbows. Tons of you know hammer shots down low. And CJ gets the win by TKO. This fight not going to decision was minus 650. <laughs> so no one expected this to go to decision. Vergara to win into the distance, the ITD prop, minus 200. 
the over a half around. Here we go again. My, my little prop hunting. Over a half around was minus 360. Give me that. I was nervous for a second, but got that. <laughs> uh, under one and a half rounds at minus 185. That does not cash, right? Because I believe this fight went over a round and a half. Regara, yes, 404 of round number two. So that does not cash. Um, and then for, for, for Silva, we looked at him as a possible into the distance winner and doesn't happen. First fight in the card. Interesting here because we start out with a win for Victor. It was a bit close. People were like, you know, a little little torn on this decision here. Um, it could have gone either way. I, I saw Victor doing a lot of sloppy stuff. He is a sloppy-ass fighter. Both guys got sloppy, but Victor like, ducking his head in the ground and one, one good up could have ended his whole night. But uh, he's going to live to fight another day, and he wins the fight, but uh, whew, maybe you need to fade him next fight, depending on his opponent, because he's really wild and reckless and style is all over the place. So we win the fight in terms of our pick. <laughs> it wasn't as clean as we thought it would be. He was plus 100, so even money. The props, though, wrong on every effing prop here. Fight no distance. ITD for both fighters. Uh, round three finish for Victor. Under two and a half. Complete off. And I thought to myself after that fight, I was like, wow, so we're getting off the fight, getting the night off to a bad start here with this, uh, <laughs> with the prop reads, right? Anyway, all in all, we finished six and four. And if I had finished six and four, let's say a year or two ago, I would have definitely probably found myself in the losing end of the bets that night because a year and a half, two years ago, I wasn't as invested in the the prop systems, uh, distance props, whatever. So here we have a six and four overall pick. We, we nailed the prelim card. All right, we're looking good. First fight, the main card, Daniel Pineda comes in here, smokes this guy. We get back on track with Duryev. We think we're back on track with Andrew Lee. No. Lingo, bad pick. Giannis Santos, bad pick. Corey Sanhagen, good pick. So if I had to look back at this and give myself a grade, I'm going to give ourselves a grade of a C- minus in terms of the picking the actual winners. And, you know, the, the reason why we're not getting a D plus is because we do hit a few dogs. Albert Durayev and um, Lucas are technically dogs. You could even put Victor Altamoreno in there at plus 100. So we had some good reads there. I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the Andrew Lee read. But we do get we do get a knock here for Lutz at minus two seventy five, not respecting to Pineda, Lingo overranking what he can do and underestimating Holly Holmes. So for those reasons, first of a C minus. I need to put maybe a grade here, grading system for this like uh, card. So let's drop the Excel sheet and go now over to our tip sheet, and uh, let's go ahead here and share this tab. Close this here. So let's scroll down tip sheet. We'll do a fast review. So first things first, how do you get the tip sheet? Very simple. If you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, do that. Link's down there below. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. If you're listening to this on a podcast, the link to subscribe to our newsletter, mmafightclub.substack.com. Substack spelled S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K.com. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and subscribe to our newsletter. It's in there for every single breakdown. By the way, if you don't want to subscribe to our newsletter because you just don't want to give us your email, you can just go look at it. It's free. Again, MMAsubstack.com, all of our contents there. Links, research tools, the whole nine. A second way you can go ahead and look at our tip sheet is you can go into our Google Drive. That link is down below in the description of this video here on, on YouTube. So if you listen to us on the podcast, you do have to go to our YouTube page and go down to our description. You'll see the links there for our Google Drive. In our Google Drive, you'll find folders for whatever events are upcoming. Like right now on the drive, you'll see Bellator 293. There's already some documents in there. 
an Excel sheet. Nothing is completed. We're now building it out and populating that over the next, you know, 48 hours or so as we complete our breakdown of Bellator 283. But in there will be a tip sheet as well. And this tip sheet right now, the tip sheet I'm reading to you right now is from those sources. We do update the tip sheet after events. So like on Saturday night, when the events were over, the whole tip sheet was updated. So if you're, again, subscribed to newsletter, you can go back into those newsletters, open them up. You'll see the things that have been updated. A wonderful way for us to track our bets, keep things honest with you guys. And you guys are always welcome to what they call audit. You can audit us. You can you can screenshot, save the Excel sheet, I mean, the Excel sheet, the tip sheet, if you think we might be editing it or, or paying any funny business. But uh, I can assure you, the only editing we're doing is just updating the, the results of the bets. So here we go. First part of the tip sheet is the money line wagers, right? Money line wagers. And so we're going to go down to individual individual money line wagers. Fight car started off good for us. Victor Osmarano, half unit. Trevin Giles, half unit. Lucas Alexander, quarter unit. So those those three all hit. Then Andrea Lee, quarter unit. Lingo, quarter unit. Santos, quarter unit. We lose three quarter units in total there on those three individual bets. So we end up with two units on the line to win 2.84. We walk away with only 0.54 units plus 5.4 units in the individual money line bets. A little frustrating, right? The proverbial, like, taking two steps forward and then two steps back type of thing. Prop bets. Here we go. Giles versus Parsons over two and a half rounds at plus 150. Small quarter unit bet there to win 0.38. Alexander by decision. That hits. Only just, what, 0.15 units to win 0.45. We're just chipping away, right? Durayev versus Ninjikwani over one and a half rounds at minus 115. Quarter unit to win 0.22 units. Nothing too crazy. Small bets. Austin Lingle, second round knockout, no. Vera by decision, no. Home by split, no. Santos by split, no. Barber by split, yes. I mean, it's a $15 bet to win $83. That's crazy. Andrew Lee, split, plus 100, doesn't hit. Vera by split, no. San Higa by split, 0.10 units to win 0.6. Peterson by split, no. Excuse me. Hold on. Kind of slipped, skipped a forward here. So, yeah, Peterson by split, no. Alexander by split, no. Trevin Giles by split at plus 1,400. We put $7 there to win 0.98 units. <laughs> Where's my crystal ball? I could, I would back that up with like a, you know, a $20 bet, right? Uh, Parsons by split, no. Those are our prop bets. In total, we had 1.99 units on the line. That's what we risked to win 13.72. Now, we got nowhere near that number. But we'll take those 2.54 units from our prop bets. We'll take it. That's one way we make up how we did on the choosing of who won or who lost, right? Hold on one second here. Some comments to catch up on real quick here. Anthony writes here, good point, man. Maybe if the judges were given the room we're talking about, they would feel more respected for what they do and not only have a better viewpoint on the fight. See, Anthony, I'm I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm imagining the, the, a super room individual, right? And, you know, they get all what they need, man. They have a, a nice, attractive uh, server who comes in and says, you know, would you like anything else with that steak? You know, you know, keep them happy, fat, <laughs> you know, um, but give them all the tools, man. Give them all the tools. We have technology now. We have so much technology. Yeah, so they take their job more seriously, feeling that they get more respect, better accommodation. I, I'm all, and then also remove them from the the crowd, booing them, maybe you know, criticizing them out there in public. I don't know. There's a way to do this, but bad judging, by the way, needs to have consequences. I think. You know. Thank you very much, Anthony. I appreciate that. Yeah, we do podcast this, so after this show ends, which is usually around two o'clock a.m., 
will then download the video file. No, the audio file. And then it goes right up to Spotify. And then, yeah, you're available tomorrow morning. We usually have a nice spike of traffic in the morning on our podcast, which is nice. So that Monday morning commute, the people that are getting up who are not up right now at this time, they can catch us in the way to work. Abraham writes in, yo, sorry if this is off topic, but what you think about Chris Curtis fight being uh, at Pickums? I would expect the action man to be at least minus 150. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get a good look at this, but I've heard this conversation already. So Abraham, you're bringing up this Curtis fight coming up, and I guess, you know, Curtis let me down not too long ago, though. I, I don't want to go give you some bad advice here, but it seems like it's fair, right? Seems fair. Let's go back here to our tip sheet. So moving on down, prop results ended up being good for us. Parlays. Um, here we go. Vera Sanhagen, start round three. Home versus Santos, fight goes to decision. And Barber versus Lee, fight goes to decision. Those three right there gave you plus 155 odds. A three-quarter unit to win 1.16 units. Very well done. Very well done, gentlemen. Landweir versus Lingo fight does not go the distance. We had that parlay with Cop versus Perez, but we lost Perez and Cop late. So we ended up with just at minus 160, a 0.75 unit bet to win 0.47 units because, again, we just have the one leg there. So Landweir versus Lingo, the fight does not go the distance at minus 160. We still make about a half unit on that bet. Altamirano versus Salvador, the fight does not go the distance. Silva versus Vera over one and a half rounds. We lose that bet because Altamirano Salvador does go the full distance. Lutz versus Pineda. Fight goes the does not go the distance at minus 210. Barber versus Lee over two and a half rounds at minus 250. That gave you plus 107 odds. We put a half unit on that to win 0.53 units. Mr. Lutz to win at minus 300 plus Regard to win plus, plus Cop to win. We lost Cop anyway. But then Lutz went on to lose his fight. So we lost that uh, three-legger there. Vergara won, of course, his fight. Exciting, right? Durayev versus Chitty over one and a half rounds. There's that prop I told you earlier. That was crazy, right? Minus 115, even money. Um, And that fight, at no point did anyone look like they were going to finish. So I thought that was, you know, again, safe prop, right? Over one and a half rounds. And then Lutz versus Pineda, again, fight not going to decision at minus 210. I thought there was a lot of value there. Two-leg parlay gave you plus 176 odds. So a half unit to win 0.88 units. Home versus Santos, fight starts round three at minus 360. Nate versus Lingo, fight starts round two at minus 270. And Chitty versus Durev, fight starts round two at minus 170. Gave you plus 178 odds. Three-legger, 0.75 units to win 1.34 units. For Gara versus Silver, over a half round. Here's the here's a prop. I mean, here's a parlay I, I added like really late. We can edit, again, this... this uh, Newsletter. That's the, way it's, that's the way it's designed. This was added late. We added this probably on Saturday afternoon. So if you're subscribed to our newsletter and you want to look at the tip sheet and see for any last minute updates, again, just go to the newsletter, open up that that article, and you can see like did he add anything there? And so we added this very late. Regar versus Silver over a half round at minus three sixty. Chitty versus Durayev over a half round at minus six hundred. Barber versus Lee over one and a half rounds at minus five seventy-five. And then home versus Santos over one and a half rounds at minus five seventy-five. That gave you plus one oh five odds. We put one point five units on that to win one point five eight. So for our parlays in total, we had five point five zero units on the line to win seven point six zero. We walked away with plus five point two one units in our parlays. And people say you can't parlay. Huh? 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 
Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so far so good, right, Anthony? Parlay pieces. Now look at this. This is a you know, people call them locks, right? We don't give out one lock. We don't give out one spot. We gave out four, and all four hit. These are the pieces that you could throw into. Let's say last week you had Cage Warriors, PFL. Take one or two spots from the Cage Warriors, one or two spots from PFL, and you put them with this stuff right here, and you got yourself a nice little hot apple pie. Lutz versus Pineda. Fight does not go the distance at minus 210. That hits. Barber versus Lee over two and a half rounds at minus 250. That one hits. Vera versus Sanhagen starts round three at minus 350. Very good. And then Vergara versus Silva over a half round at minus 360. So all four of our parlay pieces, the ones you get every week to mix and match, they hit. Well done. Well done. Our specials. First one was called the Puppy Breath Special. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. You guys are all very kind in the chat. And, uh, uh, you know, together, together we make a dollar, right? Together we're profiting. Anthony writes here, you profit every section. Damn. <laughs> See, you take both sides of the same fight, for example. Do you consider what you're doing more arbitrage arbitrage betting or more like hedging? I mean, you know what? I, I got to honestly tell you, I never heard the term arbitrage betting. Interesting. I know what the word means, arbitrage, but I never thought of it like that. Well, let me give you, let me give, let me tell you this. Let me answer the question because that's a good question. Why am I playing so much action that has multiple sides involved? Why? Okay. Two, two big reasons why. My past experience has shown me that even though you may lose a few bucks, it's almost a hedge in nature. You just end up more comfortable. <laughs> you know, you end up finding yourself, you're covering more ground. Okay. Now, some have asked me, well, I just played like the, the fight goes to split like either way, right? Eh, eh. I like choosing a side, going with it. Sometimes the odds are better that way. I think you're just covering more ground. You're looking at this like a, a financial investment. You don't want to put all your money into one, like if you have a real estate, right? Let's say you own property. You want to diversify that property, not just be in one location, one area, you know, do the best you can diversify, try to buy different levels of real estate, especially if you're in commercial real estate, right? If you're in stock, same thing. If you're investing money, you don't want to put all your money into one sector. You don't want to put all your money into, you know, I don't know, tech, definitely not into Bitcoin. Um, but no, if you, if you're looking at it from that perspective, that also motivates me to dip and dabble where we invest our money in hopes that we don't get every return. We know some like we know some spots will be losers. We we never better be prop like this will win for sure. We're probably hitting this year on average maybe 20% of our props. Sometimes more, sometimes no, sometimes more. But that's plenty to make money. It's plenty. And again, what does it do? It takes us away from that money line and farther away from the judges. Keep those motherfucking judges away from me and my tip sheet. You know what I mean? So that's some of the reasoning, Anthony, if that makes any sense. Thank you, Dirty River Fish. Um, but Dirty River Fish, didn't you finish? You finished above me this week in the Tapology group. So you you crushed it, man. You crushed it, dude. I see you. I see you, Abraham. <laughs> so back to this here. Uh, on the specials, Puppy Breath Parlay, we had Santos, Lingo, Lee, Duraev, Alexander. 
So Dorab Alexander, they both win. The Lee fight comes around. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, and then no. So Lee drops the ball. Lingo gets beat, and Santos had no chance to win. So in this right here, we had like three different levels. We took out Durev at some point. We took out Lee and Durev. And um, nope. But how much did we lose here? 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0 0.3 units. The Team America parlay. These are our specials again. We always put together like a few specials for you guys. Like we usually have it based upon country or something quirky. But uh, Team America parlay. San Hagen, home, Ninjaquani. Peterson, Vergara. So everyone there won except for Peterson and, and Jaquani. <laughs> so not everybody won. But home won, San Hagen won, Vergara won. We took Perez out of the second line there, right? But his fight was canceled. So it didn't matter. We ended up losing 0 0.1, 0 0.15, 0 0.25 units. The Team America parlay is not successful. Moving down to Triple P Parlay. What is the Triple P Parlay? I should coin this term, the Triple P, right? It's like the hat trick. Well, the Triple P Parlay is all the parlay pieces. It's the parlay pieces parlay. Yeah, it's like the University of San Antonio, University of San Diego or some shit. <laughs> the parlay pieces parlay. Yeah, Triple P. And it was a great one, right? So we had Lutz fight, no distance. Barber versus Lee, over two and a half rounds. Vera versus Sanhagen, fight starts round three. And Vergara versus Silver, over a half round, minus 360. You take those parlay pieces, put them all together, a half unit to win, 1.20 units. That was plus 240 odds. My only regret is we didn't punish that a little harder. But uh, I'll be honest with you, our parlay pieces recently, we have not been going clean. We've had like one drop almost every single week. And so I was a little hesitant to push the envelope here. But that was a nice bet. We had to put our specials there. The return was plus 0.65. Not great, but look at what we're doing here, man. We're risking 1.05 units to possibly win 28.38 units. There's a high return possible. It's a lottery ticket. If we walk away from our specials and we lose every single special, we're losing a, a unit, maybe. Usually even less, because right here with that half unit here on that last special, that's by far our biggest amount of money we're going to put on any kind of a special parlay because they're all high you know they're high risk to some extent so that's our thinking there we walk away with plus 0.65 units in our special section and here's our grand total so we put 10.54 units on the line for ufc san antonio to win 53.23 as our potential maximize right return we end up with plus 0.894 units and Lots of action. So if you want action and you want a blue-collar bet, we call it blue-collar betting because we're not putting a ton of money in any one spot. And I respect people who do like two units on one thing or or three units or, or I got five bets. I mentioned before, Cody, my man Cody at Blood Money MMA. Eh, very good. Very good. I mean, I look at his stuff. I take his advice. He's more of a heavy hitter. He goes four or five, six spots maybe at the most. Not much parlaying. He keeps it clean. Here's who he's going with. No bullshit. Great odds. That's it. I like that style. This approach that we're using is more like I want action every single place. I'm a D-Gen. I want to nickel and dime this book. I want to pull them apart little by little. No big winners in any one, any one spot, but no big losers in any one spot too. So plus eight, nine, four units. This makes now seven of the last eight UFC events. We have been profitable and three in a row. So we are uh, off to a good start this year when it comes to UFC. And if you don't believe what I'm saying to you, you think I'm lying to you, um, our newsletter, you can go back and actually see all the tip sheets. 
from prior events for UFC for all this entire year. It's also available on our Google Drive as well, so you can you can audit us. Anyway, that's UFC San Antonio. I do want to say that this ended up being a card where, I, I mean, everyone made money. Everyone made money, dude. Everyone made money. So um, I'm happy about that. Happy about that. You know, when, when the people are making money, it's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. Um, let's just take a second to stretch. Whew. That's our number one in the books. <clears throat> also, while I'm stretching here, I want to give a shout out to um, some people that uh, deserve some some love. You know, uh, let's let's pull up this list here and um, give me a second. Let me remove that. All right, let me pull up the tunes here. I'm going to mention some special people. People that are uh, in the community doing good things, keeping us safe. If I don't mention you tonight, you're not forgotten. It's just a list for this week. <laughs> you know, some people I thought that I should take a moment, thank them. They've all contributed to our success here in some way, shape, or form. And as the saying go, goes, excuse me, it takes a village, right? It takes a village. These are cappers that I've had a chance to interact with. These are guys that do great work. If I if I misspell a name or say a name incorrectly, follow us on Twitter, and you'll find a full list that I'm talking about. These are cappers that you need to add to your Rolodex. It's quality content. Quality people, reliable, accurate, honest, transparent, you know, high character. I mean, adult session, no, none of that fucking little kid shit. So these are the guys you might want to add to your Rolodex. Combat, I already started off on the wrong foot. Combat addiction. Very, very good outlet. Does a really good job. Sicky does MMA. Blood Money MMA Bets. MMA Jesus. Johnny K Picks. Monique Yip. Thank you, Monique. Ladies Locks. MMA Propaholic. Getting Bills, my man Billy. Never Hedge Media with my boy Kyle Miller. Picks Capper. The Dogger Pass Podcast. Of course, Cody Saftik and <clears throat> Paul Shaughnessy. Pace Capper is my man, Ranj. Him and his buddy do work over there. Dave, BC Dave. Also to be mentioned, at Liam Picks Fights. Best Fight Odds. Timothy Troiano. Narco Cop. And Just Win, baby. Just Win. If you follow us on the Twitter, you'll see a tweet went out yesterday about the uh, first rule of Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is community first. And so... Some people want to give a shout out to that are in the space, doing a wonderful job, pumping out tons and tons, hours and hours of of uh, high quality content, and sharp. I mean, these guys are blades. If you tail them responsibly, meaning like just tail them and just keep consistently tailing them, you're making money. You're making money. So thank you, fellas. In some way, shape, or form, we've crossed paths recently, and you've been helpful. You've been encouraging. And whatever I can do to spotlight 
the benefits of what you guys bring to the community. It's a community first approach and you guys are, are definitely team players. On that note, if you're not making that list tonight and you're hearing this video right now, it's uh it's a list that's ever growing. And so it's just some people I wanted to mention tonight. Anyway, let's get back to uh comments real quickly here before I move on to the next uh next area. Uh my man right here, Jesus in the house. All right, Anthony writes back here. Dude, that's a great analogy. I feel like you really just opened up my eyes on a new way to bet. I guess I've just always looked at it as binary. Like, I have to pick a side when I can pick both. Yeah, dude. So, whew, now you just... Now, okay, now you got me. Now you got me going, Anthony. I'm going to give you a prime example of how you can bet female mixed martial arts, right? If you do this for every single female mixed martial arts fight from now until December 31st of this year, you will guarantee you make money guarantee you don't bet the lines <laughs> don't bet the money lines just do not do it just bet the overs just bet the overs and parlay them if you got two two female fights in a card bet both of them over two and a half over one and a half or bet both starting round two two legger call that shit a, a night or if you only got one female fight in the card Take the over two and a half, over one and a half on that fight and parlay it with the thing you feel the most confident in, like another over half round bet, you know, something of that nature. You will make so much more money with female MMA and you'll come back in a year from now with a whole different tune. Your tune will be, oh, I like women's MMA. It's so much easier. There's no knockouts. Nothing crazy happens. The variance is much lower. It kills me when people say, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't bet the female MMA. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it take my money i love betting on female mixed martial arts i love it so yeah anthony that uh i appreciate your comments there um there is one one drawback to, to to taking the betting angles the way that we do here is that it does require literally just like more work like you're putting in more bets your 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 excel sheet's growing you're you're taking more angles and if you've had a long week and don't have time to to, to do that stuff Maybe when you look at our tip sheet, just like go go down to our, our parlay pieces, take that, make that into a parlay, look at our straight picks, and then just ignore everything else. Uh, to, to place as many bets as we do, like we do, it's fun, it's exciting, but whew, you know, you're, you know, every fight you're looking at four or five props, you're, you know, that shit could be exhausting. It's uh that's the drawback, you know. So some people would say, too much work, dude, too much work, man. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, right. Santos did not look very good, Jesus. And here I was on her. <laughs> yeah, she looked like she was a mom coming back from mommy stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a bad pick. Yeah, <laughs> me too, man. I picked her. I was like, wow, did not look good. I, I was disappointed with how she looked. Yeah, Sandman, right? I mean, that judge... MAG just writes in here, he says that Sandman was the easiest pick of all night. I totally agree. I don't know what that one judge was smoking, man. Just wild. My man, Dirty River Fish, writes in here, have you ever had DK screw up? As Lutz was ta ta tapping, I still had the option to cash out, so I did. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, look at this. So Dirty River Fish says, have you ever had DK screw up? As Lutz was tapping, I still had the option to cash out, so I did. 
I think they, I think they were off a bit because of the the late Perez cancel, dude. Um, I've never had that happen. That's amazing, River. Dude, good for you, man. Good. Listen, anytime we can beat the books, do it. That that's a nice spot. The only thing I ever had that have that ever came close to that was the PFL situation last year with the pre-recorded fights, but that was a little bit different. And DraftKings ended up just not paying out those bets. So, <laughs> um, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it. Well, it's it's working today and it's working for now. But um, you know, hit me up next week. <laughs> Might have a losing card or two under my uh, under my uh, belt. We are going after Bellator next weekend hard, and we'll be going after PFL hard, like hard. We'll be betting props and everything else on those two cards. So, you know, stay tuned this week to be getting the full breakdown of those cards. But we're going to be with no UFC, we're going to be ripping apart that Bellator card. I mean, up top to bottom. I want as much action as possible. But thank you. You know, we're um, yeah, we're getting better. We're getting better at this thing. I wasn't a math major in college, but I, I am. I'm a graduate. I have a master's degree in business administration. Spent a lot of time in New York City working for um, marketing companies, but it was internet marketing. And I've always been a, a, a an obsessive, compulsive person when it comes to numbers and stats. I feel like, you know, even as an athlete, that was big on me. Like, I mean, just numbers, chalkboard, checking things off. You did 20 push-ups, 20, you know, just a checking mark system. And... I think it's a good way to do things. Kind of helps. I mean, I keep track of everything. It helps me to keep a catalog of what's going on. So, yeah. Rob writes in here, facts. I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ and I need action everywhere. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. Well, hey. Got you covered, Rob. Got you covered. Abraham writes, this is my best card so far. And I was about to be conservative on the card. Let me tell you something, Abraham. This card really produced a lot of winners. I mean, people did so well. I came across a lot of people, you know, in the socials who were posting results. And I mean, that's just like, it must be Jesus. See, it's Jesus right here. See, with MMA Jesus in his presence, everyone's a winner. Give my man a follow here, MMA Jesus 420. He's a great dude on Instagram, on, on the Twitter. He's uh, he's good for the soul. By keeping Jesus around, you know, you, you got better, better mojo. But yeah, good for you, Abraham. A lot of very good winners. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. River. The river. The only bet you lost, Khan says, a Khan writes in here, the only bet I lost was Vinicius. I thought it was close. Yeah, it was close. So that was like, if you're losing that bet, you know what I mean? You You can live with that, dude. Dirty here writes in your first love is obviously MMA. It's my second. I'll miss fights to blow to to bow hunt elk and west, out west. Really did he listen? Dirty. I love. Let me tell you something. So venison is a man. I, I used to have a really awesome bow, amazing bow, dude. I could bought like a four hundred dollar bow. I used to practice upstate New York years ago and uh unfortunately in the process of moving somehow someone must have taken it i remember years ago i was like where the fuck that bow go and it was gone and i was like shit it was a really nice bow too but um yeah bow hunting is amazing it's a whole different type of hunting i mean rifle hunting is different you know it's got a different kind of game but uh thank you dirty river fish thank you my man you know i like me some venison 
of course, dude. Jesus in the house. You're, you're the man, Jesus. Appreciate you. Okay, let's get back here to talking business. We're talking business. So Cage Warriors 151 was last, what, Friday night? This will be a really fast review. I'm not going to get too in-depth here with this uh, this card. Um, I do need to pull it up, though, right? Where is it at over here? I'll tell you what crushed us in Cage Warriors was that last fight, Will Curry. Um, if this is above your head and below your feet and you didn't watch Cage Warriors at all last weekend, don't worry. I'm not going to be talking about this very long. It's going to be like five minutes. So main event, Will Curry drops the ball at minus 380 against Mike Stanton. That was the uh, – took our, took our legs out. <laughs> it took our legs out because, as you'll see here on this card, uh, tip sheet, here we go. So tip sheet for Cage Warriors. Here we go. Individual money line bets. We had Albert Diaz to win at plus 190 at a half unit. That does win to win 0.95 units. We also had Guillermo Cadena to win at plus 360. That was a terrible idea. He looked god-awful. We walk away with plus – 0.4 units in our individual money line bets for Cage Warriors 151. Our parlays. Here we go. Fucking Curry, man. I'm not even mad at him. Like, he lost by a split. I'm not mad at him. He's a young kid. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad I put him in the parlay. So, you see there, that parlay loses right there. That parlay loses both because of my man Curry. Um, that parlay is down. The Stipe, uh, Silver over two and a half rounds. Nicholas to win plus 108. That ends up hitting to win 0.54 units. Stipe Diaz versus Amble over two and a half rounds. Uh, that doesn't hit because Stipe lost. Uh, Kelly wins. Nicholas wins. Byfield wins. That was plus 150. Half unit to win 0.75. Sanchez, Sadari, Bonner. Bonner looked great, by the way. Minus 125. That was a three quarter unit bet to win 0.6. So for our parlays, we finished negative 1.11 units in our parlays. Not good. Our parlay pieces, just not good either. I mean, we should not miss any of these. So Byfield versus McLean under one and a half rounds. That shit ended at like 10 seconds over. Very hard to watch that because Byfield was going to finish him. It was just a matter of time. And he's going for a submission. And he had him. And it's like, ah, the old man kept fighting through it. McLean is a former Ultimate Fighter contestant from years ago. Long story short, we lose that spot. Then Will Curry to win, minus 380. Just, yeah, so not our best effort there on Cage Warriors. The specials we had, Diaz to win, Silva to win, Cadena, Silva, uh, Sohota. We removed Sohota in the first one. That still didn't get it done. We took out Sohota and Cadena, right? So Cadena lost and Sohota lost. But both Silvas won and Diaz won. Look at that. That was plus 1,527 odds for the Silva, Silva, and Diaz combination. We had $10 on that bet. It won 1.52 units. Interesante. All right, prospects parlay. That was Kelly, Naglas, Curry, and Stipe to win. Curry and Stipe lost. We removed Stipe, right? So we were going to still have a shot here to win with, with the Curry, Naglas, and Kelly? No. Curry said no. No. <laughs> Kelly said no, no, no. Long shot parlay. Stanton, he won. Blasco did not win. Tichamau, no win. McLean, no win. Cadena, no win. And Hewitt, no win. So no chance on that. We're playing, we're playing some heavy odds, right? Plus 60. <laughs> plus 647,418 odds. Yeah, something like. So for our specials, we finished off with plus 0.02 units. Um, nothing. Grand total, 
negative 0.69 units. Um, no crying over spilled milk. We lost. We lost. There's no, there's no, we broke even. We lost. That number is negative. Um, and we should have done better. And the biggest mistake we made, we didn't find a way to hedge that Stanton, that, that Stanton bet. Looking back on this card, we should have just taken Stanton straight up to win. Put like a maybe, I don't know, let's say a unit on him to win. If we had lost a unit, it wouldn't have mattered. We would have still covered ourselves. But by being so invested on Will Curry, we absolutely fooked ourselves. Bad, 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 bad. That was our fault. Nothing that happened on that card that we could not have navigated better. And so we made the mistake. And I'll tell you now, my my pre-fight analysis of Will Curry, I was in love with the kid. I thought there's no way he loses this fight. Uh, Stanton's too old. Uh, I, I mean, in my mind, I was so sure. And as the fight unfolded, you saw he is still young. He's still learning. He's still making mistakes, has cardio dips at times. And the old man went in there and, and he won the fight. It came to a split. There was still that last very little sliver of hope. They'll give it to Will Curry. And maybe he did win. I mean, look, some people, some people thought he won. Last last round was interesting. He did finish on top. It was close. I don't know. But he gave up a lot of ground time. He stood a lot of time on his back in round three and four. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. So anyway, we lose 0.69 units on the Cage Warriors card. And um, is what it is, right? The Excel sheet for that is also up on our Google Drive. I'm not going to bore you guys with that, though, right now. Let's move on to one second here. Let's move on to PFL. Let's talk PFL. So PFL Europe number one, that was uh, last week, right, on Saturday. It's now last week because it's Sunday already, right? We had a chance to do an interview with one of the fighters, Lizzie Gevers. The interview's up on our um, YouTube page. Nice interview. She's awesome. But uh, she lost by a split, and it was terrible judging i thought she won the fight i don't know what those fighters were looking at let me go back up in here to our comments section let me catch up um anthony writes in here at mma jesus your username is three things i love does that mean i love you <laughs> what the fuck is happening <laughs> oh man it's like he's got, he's got everything i everything i need in one everything i need and more all of my face. <laughs> I love it. Abraham Khan. So you had fallen victim of it too. He says, Will Curry destroyed my parlay, but at least I hedged out. There you go. And that's smart. You know, people say don't hedge. Ah. Like my boy Kyle Miller at Never Hedge Media. You know, sometimes you got to do it. MH just writes in here. I got that last Cage Warriors fight right, bro. I had Mike via decision. Oh, jeez. I should have talked to you beforehand, man. <sighs> Jesus writes back. Yes, I love you too. Of course, Jesus. Love for everybody, right? Um, yeah, dude. Like he's on the um, he's on Twitter, Instagram. If uh if if you don't know where to find him at, hold on a second here. I know, I know. My dog is licking his paw. He's got a little, his uh, his duke, his duke claw got a little injured today, and now he's licking it twenty four seven. I have to maybe wrap it up. Good boy, good boy. So uh, yeah, follow Jesus on my um, on my Twitter handle. You'll find him. We're on Instagram. We follow each other. Um, he does do some content. Push some stuff out there. He does. He's very smart. Yeah, yeah. Find him on on, on for example, he'll go live on Instagram. Puts content out. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> gay Jesus. What's up, BC Dave? My brother of another color. How do we do this week, BC Dave? How about I go pick up the uh let me uh let me see how we did here in the in the group. How do everybody finish up here? BC Dave. Now's a good time to mention him. My buddy BC Dave runs the killer of all killers group on Tapology. And if you don't know, let me educate you. BC underscore Dave UFC MMA. Drop what you're doing. Because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> no. Drop what you're doing right now and send him an invite via the Tapology thing or a request to join. What is invite? Ask to join this group. You make your picks every week. If you win, you get a prize. No paying for entry, no paying for shit. If you win, you get a prize. You got to pick the methods of victory, so on and so on. If you never did it before, it's kind of cool. Everyone in this group is nasty too. So you're talking about killers. To win this group is very difficult. Let's see what happened last week. The winner was Siki. Siki does MMA finished off in first place with 575 points. We're going to see what he did here. Special mentions to Obama. In second place, Dappy Don in third. Blood Money. My man Blood Money came in fourth. Noah Mecca in fifth. Player for life in sixth. Yours truly tied for sixth. Not our best effort, but we'll take the top ten anytime in this kind of a group. In Fuego and Priscilla and Knockout. There's Dirty River Fish. My man Nick Alexander, H. Rod. So there's your killers. Real News MMA. MMA Jesus in the house. Saba. Surprisingly, Saba's down here. Saba's usually in the top, right? Um, but like a nice group of guys, man, Johnny K picks and a growing list of, of very good players. Dirty Reg. I mean, if you're, if Dirty Reg is down here like this, this means that next week he's going to win, you know, Ice Viking, same thing. Next week's going to be the winner. These guys are, these guys are nasty. They're all very good, but get in the group, send BC David request. He will accept it. And he runs this shit. Um, he also does a show with me and Ronj on Friday nights where we talk about mixed martial arts in a very politically incorrect atmosphere. If you have uh, soft skin and you can't take a fucking joke, then do not come by on Friday nights with me and Ronj and BC Dave. But if you like a good laugh and you want to see three people get inebriated and talk shit about mixed martial arts, then that is the show for you guys on Friday nights around 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time over on Capra Comparison's YouTube channel with yours truly and BC Dave. So join that group. It's good for your mental health. It's actually not good for your health. You know what's going to happen when you join that group? You will lose confidence immediately. That's one of the first symptoms you get at a group. Because you realize right away, I don't know shit. (laughs) Anyway, join the group. Good guys. Let's get back to discussing PFL, right? PFL, PFL Challenger Series. How do we do? It's a little scary. I ain't going to lie to you. PFL is terrifying. I mean, if you make money betting on PFL, you have to immediately... Wash your hands and maybe your face and wipe your ass when you're done because you just feel like you took your shit. Two reasons why you feel like you took a shit. You took the shit on yourself because you had to watch the fight card and you're like, oh my God, this is sweaty. And number two, if you win money in the PFL, you feel icky. You're like, I want money that promotion. I was going to call them something, but I shouldn't do that. I like the PFL. I like the PFL. I just question some of their professionalism at times. Okay, let's dive into PFL real quickly here. Share this right here. BC Dave, you're the man. Thank you for being here as always. Mikasa Sukasa. Siki does MMA, man. Siki does MMA. Well done, Siki. So looking here at our data sheet for PFL, 
three of the fights in the prelim card, one was actually not prelim. That Lewis fight was later on. Uh, Sali Khan, Sali, Sali versus Sali Kulikan versus Lewis McGrillan Evans. Lewis killed him. That wasn't even a fight. Uh, Lewis Lee Scott also killed Sam Robinson. That was not a fight. And then Lewis Monarch. The three lose. Uh, Lewis Monarch lost as a minus 160 favorite. Oscar Onsworth looked good. It was a good dog play. Those who played him, very well done. We did not have any action on any of these fights. We didn't cover them. We didn't do the prelim on them. I mean, we didn't do the breakdown on them. We just we just covered only the main card. So main card, first fight was Lizzie Gevers versus Valentina Scatizzi. We interviewed Lizzie Gevers last week. She, she looked pretty good. Went to a split. There was room there to, to do maybe more for both sides. Thought she won. Fight going over two and a half hits. Fight going to distance hits. Decision prop for Lizzie does not hit. And we had Lizzie to win, so we were incorrect there. Madeline Pervalescu, um, this guy lost, and he got knocked out by Abdullah Arami. Arami. We were off on that pick. Home to win at plus 180. I was by a split, I think, and we were on her to win. It was a nice win. I, I thought she was going to be a better fighter. And Marta just, you know, she looks old. Looks old. Ladero, we were giving him too much credit. Uh, Solomon beat his ass. <laughs> Solomon beat his ass. The submission prop was exciting for us there, but it had no legs at the end of the night. Uh, fight no distance, minus 260 was pretty good. Jacob Nadoa, another really interesting guy. This guy's good, man. He destroyed Ricardo, and you can see that coming. Weigh-ins and face-offs, just much bigger, much more impressive, and one-way traffic. If you parlayed him this weekend with anything, it was good stuff. Under one and a half, by the way, minus 260. We played that spot. We'll talk about that in a second. Dakota Desheva does what she does. ITD, minus 265. We were all over that. Um, no distance, 325. Under one and a half. I mean, these props were so much better than this minus 2,000 money line. Pfft, forget about that shit. Forget about it. Forget about it. Prop, 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 prop. And last fight, Simone Powell versus Muhammad. I mean, we were talking a lot of doubts about Simone Powell this week, about you know not parlaying him here. We chose him to win. We did parlay him in one parlay. We thought he was better every single place, but just have felt that he is underwhelmed at times and not met his full potential. Um, he must have hurt me because he met his potential here. He got a nice finish here over Muhammad. I mean, I mean, not the biggest test. That's four fights now for Simone Powell in the PFL where they've all been subpar opponents. He does move to 8-0, but uh, hasn't really been tested. As for our tip sheet on this, let's go to our tip sheet, and here we go. First line, individual money line plays, Ladero to win, Cornelia Home to win, and Gevers to win. We walk away with negative .20 units for individual money line bets for PFL Europe number one. Prop bets. Here we go. Amin by decision plus 900. No. Ladero by submission. No. Home by decision at plus 300. 0.15 units to win. 0.45. Abdella Urami by KO at plus 500. 0.10 units to win. 0.5 units. So our plus, we had a plus money for props. Plus 0.69 units for our four props we played for PFL Europe. Our parlays. How do we do? Desheva is at the distance. The eke out versus Camarano fight was canceled. So Desheva plus home versus Marta. Fight goes a distance, was minus 325 and minus 265, equaling minus 125, half unit to win, 0.4 units. The Sheva is at the distance again. Nadoa versus Nasiglia, fight does not go the distance. Provolescu versus Arami, fight does not go the distance. That gave you minus 104 odds. A one unit bet to win 0.96 units. Skatizi versus Gevers goes distance. Provolescu versus Arami, no distance. Nadoa versus Nasiglia again, under one and a half rounds, gave you plus 166 odds. A half unit to win, 0.83 units. Powell to win, Nadoa to win, Madeline to win, and Solomon to win. Unfortunately, Madeline lost that fight, so that was 0.75 units out the window. 
Powell versus Amin over one and a half rounds. Gevers versus Katizi over two and a half rounds give you plus 130 odds. A half unit to win 0.65 units. In total for our parlays, we got plus 2.09 units for parlay results for PFL Europe number one. Our parlay pieces for PFL Europe number one. Very well done. Five for five, baby. I mean, if you had taken all the parlay pieces that we gave you from Cage Warriors and from UFC, you just take a bath in that, baby. Take a bath in that, baby. Look at that, man. All the greens. So, Provolescu versus Rami, no distance, minus 450. And by the way, we do not put anything above minus 500 into our parlay pieces. That's our line of demarcation. Provolescu, Rami, no distance. Home versus Walashek, goes distance. Jacob Nadoa into the distance. Deshev it's a distance. Lizzie Gevers versus Katizi over one and a half rounds. And this, my friends, is five for five in the parlay pieces. Well done. Our specials, of course, the Triple P hits again. <laughs> triple P. Parlay pieces, parlay. Privilescu versus Rami. No distance. Home versus Wolaszek. Distance. Jacob Nadoa. ITD. Dakota versus Tacheva. ITD. Gives you plus 200 odds. 0.75 units to win 1.5. And that's how winning is done. Walk the dog parlay. Laredo. Home. Amin. Plus 4,282 odds. Nothing. Home one. But not these two. The Carnage Parlay. Ooh. Shout out to the guys over at MA Holes. Carnage. The Sheva versus Hamanton. No distance. Nadoa versus Natalia. No distance. Privilescu versus Rami. No distance. Gave you minus 118 odds. 0.75 minutes to win. 0.65. The Long Distance Running Club Parlay. So, like, we're talking going over one and a half, over whatever, you know. Skatizi versus Gevers goes distance. Home versus Wlaszek goes distance. Powell versus Amin. Fight goes distance at plus 180. I know I was reaching there, but the analysis was that we thought possibly Powell, like who's gone too far before in fights with guys that he should have been better than, that maybe he would play with his food again. Um, he did play with his food at times a little bit with this guy. I thought he could have finished the fight in round one, but nonetheless, we lose that first leg, as you can see. But then second leg, we take out Powell versus Amin. It's almost like we knew. We take that out. That still gives you plus 105 odds, a half unit to win 0.53 units. So for our specials results, we had 2.36 units in the line to win 9.71. We had a total winning plus 2.32 units. And the grand total for PFL Europe number one, we had 7.52 units in the line to win 18.88. We ended up winning plus 4.90 units. And when I say plus 0.490 units, that does not obviously include our bets initially, right? We don't include our money we're putting in, right? That's actually winnings. That's actually what your result is. That's the money above what we've put in, right? So plus 0.49 units, um, we'll take it, you know, because PFL is a, uh, it's a, it's a landmine, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a risky place to be. Let me go over here to my drive real quick and pull up the stuff for the belly belly. Bellator, Bellator. So we can talk about that here shortly. Um, in the chat here, let me see what's up here real quick. Lear. You guys are, are active in the chat. I love it. So Abraham's writing in here about the hedging and that, that Martin fight. Yeah, I mean, geez, it's... I wish I would have done that. Jesus was the one who knew about it. He had 
He had that guy by decision. Not Martin. The other guy, whatever that guy's name was. Uh, Stanton. Yeah. Stanton. Of course, Dave loves you. We all love you, Jesus. Nice, nice. Very well done. Very well done. The PFL seven and three. That's impressive. Yeah, Jesus. You know why? Because you're Jesus. And you did tell me about Simone. You told me. And Dakota. You were all over it. You were telling me, why are you doubting Simone? I'm like, I just... I mean, I didn't really bet against him. I just didn't bet on him as heavily as other people. Like, I didn't parlay him outside of that one parlay. Are you, are you serious? That's funny. <laughs> well, if if that's happening, um, I would I would hope that at some point they would uh, reveal that that's not not me, right? Are you mean in the chat uh, of their Discord, or do you mean over on their live feed? So is that the live chat right now over there on the, on their stream or is it on their Discord? Just so I know where I can. Look at their live feed over there where Moss at. I just put in there. I love that holes. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever's doing that, whoever tried to create that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. I don't see them though. I don't I don't see them in the chat though. I just put it in there. I just put it in there. So I see Moss is live right now. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know though. Thank you. Thank you for uh letting me know, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, I would never want any beef with those guys. They're they're good people. And if anything, I'm actually always, you know, highlighting how how cool they are. You know what I mean? Good guys, like Moss, like his wife. They're good people. So thanks for bringing that to my attention, though, Detroit. I appreciate you. And uh, you're welcome here, brother. You're welcome here. Matter of fact, I like those guys so much. Let me put a link over here. If you never have heard of these guys, that's the MMA Holes, right? And they have two channels. Here's a link to uh, a current feed right now. So right now that's that's Moss playing poker <laughs> over there. And some Fortnite and some other stuff, talking UFC. But uh, check them out; they have a lot of content. He he does he does interviews. Um, they're huge. I mean, like I'm, I'm down here at the very very bottom, and then there's MMA holes way up here, with the like you know the MMA gurus of the world and shit. You know, plugging out like thousands and th I mean they're they're so big at, at MMA uh, holes that they have like multiple channels. <laughs> um, yeah. Good stuff. Love those guys, man. But yeah, check them out sometime. There's a link right there to, to go look at these guys. Let me get back to um, our content here. Let's get back to what we're doing here. Let's talk business on the... Uh, well, that's the week that was, right? Let's let's put a bow on things, right? So we had Cage Warriors last week. We had PFL last week. We had UFC. Most people made money. Things worked out well. Now we have this week coming up where we're going to have no UFC, right? What are we doing ourselves, right? No UFC. We do have PFL coming up, though. PFL number one for the PFL regular season. Not PFL Europe number one. That's a tournament. PFL regular season. You're going to have Brandon Lafayette and company fighting. That should be an exciting card. And then, of course, we're going to talk a little more about Bellator 283. 
which I've already started the breakdown of that card. But uh, for Bellator, there's a lot coming up, guys. So PFL 1 is this weekend. The next weekend, the following weekend, is going to be PFL number 2. So PFL number 1 is going to be held in um, Las Vegas. All right. It'll be at the theater at Virgin Hotels. 11 fights. You got Lafay, Marias in the main event, Wilkinson versus Santos. Um, so, yeah, Thiago Santos makes his PFL debut. Interesting. Um, for Marlon Marias, oh, my gosh. He's going to get knocked out again. I know it. Will Flurry, Jocko, Mova Kobolayev. Um, some names you recognize. Chris Wade, Bubba Jenkins. Uh, a lot of good names. It's going to be a, actually a good fight card. The first few fights even have some names on it you might recognize. Corey Hendricks, Impa Kasanganai. So Impa makes his um, PFL debut after winning the contract on the Challenger Series what last month. Wow, quick turnaround, right? So, yeah, Josh Silvera, who's 9-1, who's out of, what, ATT in Florida. Um, he's going to be jumping in there as well. So a lot of guys you recognize, Marthy and Hamlet. Um, should be some good fights, 11 fights in total. Again, that's going to be a Saturday. All by themselves. No UFC. Come on, PFL. Pull it together. So that's going to be Saturday, 6 o'clock p.m. in Las Vegas. The full breakdown for that card um, and the tip sheets and everything else will be available over the next few days. And uh, I will go ahead and be posting all that stuff throughout the week. So just pay attention to our posts, our follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. For the newsletter, I mean, it's really simple. If you don't want to subscribe to the newsletter, that's okay. But just check it out. You, I think you'll find it very helpful. The link for that is down below. I was I was posting a link be- below before about the uh, where you can find it. That's MMAFightClub.substack. Tons of research, saving you lots of hours of time. Links, film links, data, the whole nine. And we keep track of everything. All right, so everything's tracked over there. So subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, that's PFL, right? PFL coming up this week. Let's talk about um, Bellator. So Bellator will be on Friday night all by itself. And uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Hold on a second here. Why, why does it do that? Sometimes, you know, topology, you click links, and it just like goes all over the place. So 7 p.m. on Friday, going to be held in Temecula, California at the Pechanga Resort Hotel and Casino. Co-main event is going to be Kat Zinganu. Yes. Not to be confused with Francis Zinganu. Different kind of Zinganu. Kat Zinganu versus Lee McCourt. And uh, I like Zinganu here. I like her. I know she's old. I think she puts it on Lee McCourt. I can't even see her finishing McCourt, but I think she wins that fight going away. Marcelo Gome versus Daniel James. Gome has flaws in his game. You know, he went one and three in the UFC and he's, you know, he got cut badly. His last fight, whatever, got into it with a guy that he probably should have beat more easily, almost got finished at one point, came back, won. Um, James, 41 years old, overachieved recently, but he has a punch. You know, people, are taking, people will take a shot at him. I get it. I'm on Marcelo Gome to him. Um, those are the two fights I've broken down. Moving down, John Salter, Aaron Jeffrey. I'll, I'll lean towards Jeffrey, but I haven't done the whole breakdown of that fight. Uh, Jaleel Willis versus Rustam Kabilov. Going to be a tough fight. I like Rustam there. That's my first look at it, though. I haven't really looked into it. You got Trainer versus Cauley. Adam Piccolotti versus Mondel Nalo. And now the names start becoming names I don't recognize. Archie Colgan, Justin Montavo, Joey Davis. 8-0 Joey Davis. Wow. Jeff Creighton. So this full card. A ton of fights, right? Oh, here's a name you recognize. Hold on a second. Where's this guy at here? Where's he at? Mike Hamill. Wow, Mike Hamill. 9 and 5 Mike Hamill. He's like the fifth fight of the card. So there are some names in here you recognize. There's 17 fights on this card. It's like, what? What? 17. And um, that's just too many, honestly. So the main event consists of 
one, two, three, four, five. Maybe we do like the main event full coverage, and then we just do like four or five fights in the prelim card and just call it a day because 17 fights. Good Lord. Um, I don't mean to be a pooper here on the on the Bellator thing here, but this is a pretty weak card. It's a pretty weak card. Now, lots of fights, which are good, but you're lacking like that star power. Um, maybe they should have put Kat Zingano in the main event. I mean, Zingano, by the way, doing a breakdown of her stuff and going back at her record, she had a three-fight winning streak, like way back though, like 2012, 13, 14, around there. Yeah, those three years. Where she beat um, Amanda Nunez, <laughs> where she beat Raquel Pennington, and Misha Tate on the Ultimate Fighter finale, and she finished all three of them. Yeah, I was like, wow, I forgot how good she was at one point. She's 41 now. You know, she lost to Ronda Rousey years ago in a title fight, armbar, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's better. Even at 41, I think she's faster and quicker. I, I like her here. The lines are not available. I hope the lines come out and she's playable and nothing too crazy. Um, and then again, for Marcelo Gome, he should win, but I'm not very confident. So stay tuned. A matter of fact, when I'm done recording here, we're going to be finishing up in about 10 minutes. When we're done recording here for tonight, I'll be diving you know, I just realized that poster does not do Lee McCourt any justice. It makes Lee McCourt one eye look small, one eye look big, but whatever, that's a whole different thing. It's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> I think uh, we'll have this out for you guys. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be Monday morning. It's going to be probably Tuesday morning where you guys will get the full release of all the information, our, our video breakdown, our notes, the whole nine. But tonight after I'm done with this, I will be burning them in my oil. Maybe I'll go live, actually. That's what I'll do. When I'm done with this tonight... I'll take like a 10 minute intermission maybe after I'm done recording this show and I'll come back on live for a study session so I can keep looking into Bellator 293. If you guys want to join me for that, you're welcome to. It's going to be strictly a study session, just looking at film, um, trying to analyze a few different fighters and maybe I could watch the film with you guys. You guys are welcome to watch some of the film. It's tedious. I'll tell you that um, doing film breakdowns with me is it's like I got to grab the film link. I got to put the film link into the Excel sheet. I got to populate the Excel sheet. Then I got to go back and then, you know, transcribe my notes into the breakdown notes and then put that over into the, the written format newsletter. One fight, just one fight will take me at least an hour. It shouldn't, but it does. I mean, it's just, is what it is. And in the sake of being thorough, it helps so much, you know, it does help so much. Some comments here. <laughs> um. Here we go. Here, hold on. BC Dave, are you sh what, what's going on there? I'm out of the loop. What's what's up? Is John Jones losing his uh his mind on the tweeter again? Is he doing tweeter shit? Bad John Jones. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. John Jones is the kind of guy, man. He just he falls off the wagon, right? It doesn't happen. It's part of his uh his mo. Don't scare me, BC Dave. <laughs> Booze and Twitter don't mix. No, they don't. They don't. Like, leave Twitter alone when you've been under the influence. You will just only post shit that you will regret. You will just only end up posting shit that you will regret. <laughs> I do a lot of MA betting, so I'll fucks come back more often. All right, man. Please do, Detroit. I mean, check out the newsletter. That's the best thing. You can find out what we're doing here and track all of our stuff. And if you like our style, do it. Trail our bets, man. No money required. Everything's free. Yeah, dude. He looked easy money, right? That looked like easy money, Detroit. San Diego looked dominant. 
Cheetah looked slow, distracted, not a lot of volume. I mean, even after the fight, you know, Dana White was kind of taking some shots at Cheeto, saying like, "Yeah, you know, we, we, we know he's kind of low volume at times." I was like, "Wow, okay, woof. nice, okay." So, Anthony, um, did you figure it out? Okay, so here, hold on a second here. I'm gonna help you out here. Hold on a second. Let me add this screen here. BC Dave, are you still here, buddy? Can you help us out with getting Anthony into your group here? Let's go here and tapology and share. Okay, so I'm going to go here and try to help you out here with this. All right, so. Do you see where I'm at here? Because now you're signed up, you said, um, Anthony. Do you see? Oh. Please do, Detroit. Thank you, buddy. And so now you're in the group. Okay, so now for Anthony. Okay. Yes, definitely join the group hype. So if you guys are watching here on the, on the computer door, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the group here. But if you want to know like how to join the group, so for those who are like, oh, how do you do this? So I'm logged in, right? So I'm already logged in as I'm tapped in as MA Fight Club, right? You can stand up here. It's so oh, wrong screen. I'm tapped in as MA Fight Club. All right, so you have to be logged in, create an account. Super easy to do, and it's free. Okay, so we got that step one. Then if I'm on my main page, right, I just got here, tapology.com. I'm tapped in as MMA Fight Club. I'm going to scroll down here. And I'm going to say, okay, I want to look for a group. Okay, so I have groups that I'm in. But let's here go to join, join, uh, blah, blah, blah. join groups. Here we go. So go to join groups, right? And then how do you fucking type that shit in? <laughs> How do you search the groups? My groups, my groups. How do I search the group? Interesting. Interesting. So I, you know what? Hold on a second. How would you find? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. T underscore Dave. Would it work that way, Dave? Users, right? And not fighters. Users, right? Here we go. Users. There it is. Look at that. BC Dave. Right? <laughs> After we do this, what do we do next here? Now I follow BC Dave. Um, good Lord. H hold on there. Hold on, Anthony. I'm going to walk you through. Pick up groups. Search for two. Okay. So pick up groups. All right. Okay, hold on a second here. So for high three YouTube, let's let's see if we can do this. So all right, so all right. I gotta go back here. Dave, I'm I'm a retard. Dave, Dave, can you come in here, Dave, and 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 do this with me? Can you uh can you join me for this? <laughs> I can send you a link to join us because I am all right, so we users search all. So search for, I mean, do I just type in 926? I don't understand. Hold on, so let's go here to groups. Join groups, right? Oh, ID is 926. Is that what you meant? Ah, uh, hold, hold on, hold on a second here. Yes, look at that, okay. 
okay, so if you guys are seeing what I'm seeing, I'm probably doing this shit the wrong way, but I am going to like the seventh page of the groups, and there it is. Got it. So look at this. If you go to the groups page, right? I'm going to go back to the beginning. So topology. Come down here to the right side. Join groups. Then, if you're looking for the ID of 926, it won't show up right away. Go to page number seven, I believe. So go six, seven. Here we go. On that page, there's the ID. 926 is BC Dave UFC MMA. If you go view, you would click join if you're if you're not logged in like we are. There's 72 badasses in that group. And if you click join, then you'll you'll send an invitation or a request to BC Dave. And if he likes you enough, he'll let you in here. Um once you're in that group, guys, I'll go back to tapology.com again. When you're in that group, you'll just when you get here, you're gonna come down to your next event. Like here it is. UFC 287. You click edit your picks, you walk through it, you hit the save button, and your picks are entered and they're automatically entered into that BC Dave group. If you're in more than one group, which is okay. So, right here, for example, I'm in Goat Milk's, the Goat Milk MA Holes group, right? If I click that, it's got 778 members. It's crazy, right? I could then see that group who's over there. Um, you can see previous events, right? So last event, how do I do here? I need to make the top freaking what? Top top 30 over there because there's a million people in that damn group. <laughs> so you could join as many groups as you want. Um, I, uh, I like this game though. It's fun. Does that make sense though, guys? Yeah, I, I finished like second place in the Goat Milk one two, three weeks ago. And uh, it's tough, man. It's so tough, dirty. You know, it's Detroit. If you win once, you just take it and like, hey, man, I got it. It's like an NBA championship. When you win one time, got it. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got you. Hold on a second here. Uh, BC Dave, I'm gonna post it right here. I don't give a shit. Hold on a second. Do I have you on Instagram? I do, right? Copy. Dave. You go, BC Dave. I got you, buddy. Hold on a second here. Um, you go, Dave. I just did a link, buddy. So, well, maybe I should add that back, right? BC Dave can, can promote his... Uh, his group talk about what he gives out to he gives I mean look you get you get a chance to play the game and it's free right? you know what are we talking about right it's free and you play the game yep just send it buddy I just sent it for you buddy so okay Anthony W are you are you good now did you when I say are you good, you probably sent the request to BC Dave, and then BC Dave's probably in the process of allowing you to do it. What's up, my man? Can you hear me, Dave? 
Can you hear me, brother? What's up, homies? How you guys doing tonight? I'm good. Can you hear me, boo? Oh, yeah. I can hear you. All right. All right. All right. Good, good, good. So, um, yeah, you got some people here trying to get in. I think Anthony, I believe Anthony has, I don't know if he has, uh, he said I'm doing it now. I'm about to submit it. So Anthony's doing it. I think that Detroit said he's already got in there, and Hype3 said he sent you a request, and uh, I guess you'll have to evaluate them and make a decision. <laughs> oh, they're all in. They're all in. <laughs> they're stuff. all in. Well, what are you doing at this time of night, dude? I um, actually went to go pick up my kid, but I was on the road for 12 hours today, so that's why I wasn't able to join you earlier on. Jeez. But uh, I'm back home. I'm going to take the week off. So, uh, yeah, send me some links, man. I'll be joining you all week long this week. Well, take that's great. Off. That's great. I have, um, you know, I have a okay schedule this week. There's no UFC. So, it's you know, it's going to be like Bellator discussions and PFL. And uh, are you going to have any action on that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be quite a week this week. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that Bellator. Oh, nice. Why don't you talk about this group here for a second? You got the, the floor is yours here. Talk about this BC underscore Dave group and what's in it and, and what kind of prizes you get and, and just, you know, go ahead. Okay, so in order to get prizes, in order to get T-shirts and hats and MMA swag, you've got to join uh, Capra Comparison Picks Friday night live stream and comment. Um, you can't comment after the stream because most of the time the stream is, well, let's be honest, most of the time the stream is taken away and canceled and erased. <laughs> um so, but yeah, so if you guys comment on Capra Comparison Stream and then win that topology page, then uh, you guys get a free t-shirt, free hat, uh, free swag. Um, yeah, all to support the community. That's right. That's right. So you, you got it, Anthony. I got it. He said, I swear I'm, I'm 29. I'm not an old head. <laughs> no, it's okay, dude. Listen, I, uh, I it takes me a minute to get around topology. Uh, me and BC Dave do not claim to be any kind of you know, wizards when it comes to technology, not by any means. No, no, no. We're we're racist MMA junkies. <laughs> so I got to ask you, any thoughts on the Cheeto Vera Sanhagen decision? I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be disgruntled. You know what? I've seen some pretty horrible judges' decisions in the last little bit. That wasn't in the top five. It was up there. Okay. It was up there. Don't get me wrong. Um, I did think Vera won it, but as far as robberies go, I've seen worse robberies. All right, Sanhagen, you, you, you did okay. I think Vera won, but I'm not going to get upset by it, even though it cost me a unit or two. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to take it personal. We're not going to take it personal. It's all good. What happened, to, Chi what happened to Cheeto? What, 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 was, what was that performance? It was a letdown. I was expecting way more from him. That's why the judge's decision didn't bother me that much. Uh, I was expecting him to, to dominate. I think I had him finishing it in submission in round three or four. Um, so I was expecting a dominant, dominant performance from Cheeto. Just did not come out the way that it was. Um, props to Corey, man. Um, I, I wanted to see a lot more out of Cheeto. Very disappointing. It was bad. I. I found myself, even though I was picking Sanhagen to win, and it was by decision, I was happy about that, you know, but could not figure out why Cheetah was was not more aggressive. I mean, he literally was aggressive the last 15 seconds. Yeah, he could have done way more. Uh, way more. Done more man. Yeah, so I think Sanhagen got a, got a quality win, but he got a pass, man. He got a lucky fight where the guy didn't fight very much, and, you know, um, where does Sanhagen go? You're going to pick Sanhagen in his next fight? 
I'm not. not. Yeah, not me. No, exactly. So yeah, that's exactly where I was going. That performance nope. was not the kind of performance where you're like, yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, he got, he got a fortune. Yeah, as a better standpoint, this is this is a great fight to put in the books, to put in the uh, Rolodex of fights, because uh, next time I see Corey's name on the fight card, I'm fading him hard. I don't care who he's fighting. I totally agree. Um, a few more fights I want to ask you about. The uh, Macy Barber fight, obviously, versus what's her name. What you I mean? There's people on both sides. Some people were saying she did more damage. What are your thoughts? I liked Andrea Lee in that fight. Um, I thought she did really good. Um, I've once again came up. Uh, nobody expected anything out of her. Everyone was expecting Macy Barber to dominate, and that's not what happened. Andrea Lee dominated. She was on the. She dominated on the ground. Like you got to be kidding me. You, was if if anybody said Macy Barber was going to spend the time on her back, bleeding out of her eye. Andrea, okay, nobody would have been going for that. Very impressed with Andrea Lee. Um, I think she won that fight personally. I gave her, I gave her two rounds to one. Um, but yeah, Macy Barber came out with a decision victory. You're in Texas. We saw this happening. It wasn't a surprise. We knew she wasn't going to have the volume of Andrea Lee. Uh, Andrea Lee's dominance on the ground surprised me. Um, but yeah, Andrea Lee should have won that fight. She was in Texas. She got shafted. Ah, uh, yeah, man, I that's that's a tough one. It's tough because I, I thought Andrew Lee did enough, and I'm trying not to be that person who's like, "Well, I bet on her." And since I bet on her, I'm now feeling some kind of way. But I, I, I really thought she did. It was if it's a close fight, which I think it's a close fight, then the blood from the nose of 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 Macy Barber, and then the the control time. This this you know, I heard somebody say, and I I was I got so angry inside. I didn't respond the way I wanted to. But I heard somebody say something like, oh, well, they were both bleeding. I'm like, no, they weren't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they weren't. Andrea looked, looked, looked as hot as when she first started the first the first round, as when she finished the round. Yeah, so when, when, I, heard that, when I heard that, I'm like, that's that's a big error in, in the facts. The facts of the case are it is a close fight. That's a fact. Okay, I'm with you on that one. But then if it's a close fight, like the blood should matter. Uh, takedowns should matter. Uh, position control should matter. I'll tell you what, if Macy Barber like changed skin and was fighting the fight that Andrew Lee did, and Macy Barber did what Andrew Lee did, it would have been 3-0, Macy Barber, it wouldn't have been even close, and people would have said, she had her bleeding, uh, takedowns, she, but since it was the other way, everyone's like, well, no, you see, takedowns don't mean a lot, and, and, and she didn't do much in top control, and they were both bleeding. No! <laughs> no, it's, it's, this is sad that the UFC is starting to get like the WWE, where I mean, their storylines are the ones that are that are winning fights, and judges shouldn't be watching storylines in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, dude, I, I judges should be partial, man, and that's not happening these days. Um, I, I feel like, first of all, I should have put my money behind Barber. I put a tiny bit of money behind um behind Andrew Lee on the on the, on the direct individual bet, but I put the props together. It worked out for me. But I knew this shit was going to happen. I I talked about it at length. It was in the newsletter. It's in the breakdown videos. I said, we're going to look at a fight that looks like Andrew Lee wins. And the judge is going to just pull the action out and give the fight to Macy. You talk about scripts. The script was, was announced ahead of time. Six fight winning, six fight contract coming up for Macy Barbara. Um, they asked Dana White after the fight about the fight between her and Andrew Lee. He ho-hummed the thing. was like, oh, she did okay. She got to win. Okay. No, that was openly a fixed fight. The fight was fixed. Unless Andrew Lee was finishing her, that fight was going to go to Macy Barber, even if she lost. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. And I'm okay if you sign a, a six fight or a six fight contract. 
and you put out and perform like Holly Holm does. But when you're signing a six-fight contract and you take that win, and, and Macy Barber should be ashamed when she goes back home. She should be ashamed. Holly Holm can, can, can hold her head up high. She dominated. She deserves that six-fight contract. Macy Barber, on the other hand, we're playing storylines here with the UFC. Dana, Dana and Sean Shelby are just having fun now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, look, I don't want it to be WWE. I don't want it to be like that because I feel like, you know, um, I, I hope it's never like that. But some of this shit reeks of like, we're, 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 there, there's a, there's a storyline. And I mentioned before, I know I may be fast tracking things here, but what if Alexa Grasso fights Macy Barber? And I, and I, here's how I see it happening. Post fight, they asked Dana White about the rematch with, with uh, Shevchenko, and he said, "Oh, actually, no, we're we're not um, we're not done with that. We're not sure if it's gonna happen." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Well, okay, no rematch for Shevchenko." I'm like, "They're gonna put Macy Barber against Grasso for the rematch because she wants to fight Grasso again. It's gonna go to a five round decision, and Macy Barber will get the title by a split." Sad. I'm calling it now, dude. Macy Barber fights Grasso in a rematch. They put Shevchenko aside because right now UFC is playing WWE games. They want an American female, heterosexual, attractive girl to be the titleist. <laughs> she fits the bill. So Shevchenko has dominated for so long. So long. There has been nobody else. There's been no storylines in this weight class. There has been nothing of interest. There's been no draw to bring crowds in. So, you know what? If you're going to get finally get a chance to get Valentina out of there and make a storyline to bring a draw to that weight class to get more to get more fans in, is that really what you have to do? Then that's what they're doing. And I can see that happening. But um yeah, Valentina should have got her rematch right off the bat. I think and so. the reason she did was cuz she's been dominating for so long. There's no more storylines. And if and if Valentina has a rematch and wins, it's over. There's no more storyline. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no more storylines here. So they're just trying to extend this little and trying to set up. I mean, honestly, Valentina's getting older. She's going to retire soon. She's not going to be around forever. Uh, once she leaves that weight class, it's empty. That weight class is there ain't no talent in there whatsoever. So um, if you can take a little bit of Valentina down and bring anybody else up just to give some kind of storyline to this weight class, just so you can get some kind of interest, some butts in the seats. Yeah. I get it, Dana. I, I get what you're doing. <laughs> I don't like it. I see it. I don't like it. Yeah, he doubled down on the whole Colby Covington, too. Like, they asked him about Colby. He was like, Colby weighed in. Like, please stop using that as an example. I don't know why that, that matters. Like, that's oh, don't, don't tell me Colby and the U.S. elections have nothing to do in common with any storylines or putting butts in seats here. Because right now, the election is timed perfectly with Colby Covington's return. Yes. yes. It's sad. I know. Like, entertainment. They're they're owned by Endeavor. If you don't know what Endeavor is, and en Endeavor is the entertainment business of all businesses. Like they own everything from a fucking circus to movie productions. Like they're in the business of entertainment, and they happen to own the UFC. Um, you know, so we can't forget that. Um, I, I hate that it finds its way to the judges' scorecards. It does. It did. Um, in the chat, I do want to respond to something real quickly. Anthony. Um, Anthony W writes in here, yo, Manny, maybe too much of a personal question and none of my business, but a while ago, I remember you did a certain video talking about someone you thought was being dishonest with the betting. Okay. Um, remember, that, remember, <laughs> remember, remember that, Dave? It's not dishonest with the betting. It's just, 
How can you put this? The floor is yours. Please, please. How can you put this perfectly correct? It's not being dishonest with your betting. It's just not doing what you say. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. My, my, how, how do you want to set me up like this, Manny? Come on. Um, yeah. Dishonest betting. Some guys promote some certain fights, which they don't follow behind. And I get it. Um, it is what it is. Anyways, Manny, the floor is yours. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm out of here. I don't do that. <laughs> that one's yours. Good, good. All right. So, um, Anthony, yeah, I, uh, the person that was involved with that, I had a chance to communicate with him, uh, you know, off the line, on the line. I thought we were, you know, bygones be bygones type of thing. I do have some regrets about uh, whatever angle I took to discuss it. And quite frankly, what I did was sacrilegious. Like in the MMA community, you just don't take shots at anybody, good or bad. There's There's some people out there that, Maybe nobody likes, um, but it was below the belt on my part. Uh, I regret even bringing up the conversation. I think there's other ways to have that conversation, and I think ultimately, we all we're all our own adults, right? So we can we can decide to digest whatever content we want, and we can take whatever information we are out there. Um, to put a period on that sentence, though, I would just say, you know, uh, if if you're from the city like I am, I'm from New York City, you tend to see through certain stuff, and so you know, just use your head. You know, use your head when you're looking at this stuff, and and you're, as you're doing so. You know, we should all be supportive of one another. So in that case there, uh, Anthony, um, the gentleman who's involved, I don't even want to mention his name because I wouldn't want to give him any type of negative shade. Uh, he's a person who I, I'm supportive of. Matter of fact, a tweet went out today that involved both of us in, in the same kind of a tweet. And it was nothing but love and support. And so for Anthony, uh, it's okay, bro. You pass judgment on me, maybe for being a bit of a, a troll or a mongol gremlin, um, but you're back and I appreciate your kind words. And uh, no, you didn't judge too harshly. It, it was it was out of bounds. I apologize for that. And uh yeah, not, not something I want to entertain again. So on that note, uh, Detroit writes in here, that judge that gave it to Cheeto should have been fired on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know how he gave, I don't know how you could give three rounds of that fight to Cheeto. I don't know how. It's it's very difficult for me to find those three rounds. I I, 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 I saw a 4-1, 5-0 for, for Sanhagen. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, looking ahead to Bellator 2023, any thoughts on this card coming up? Anyone you like? Uh, I haven't looked at it yet. I need to uh, get in on it right now. This is what this is what I'm doing here this uh, tonight. Is I'm getting oh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my video research done. <laughs> well, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, Dave, because I'm actually going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be doing a a study session here in a second. I'm going to shut down this feed in a few moments, and then I'll be going up uh, live and just you know talking bullshit throughout the rest of the night, and also watching some video. And I'll you know you're welcome to come on by and. And talk some shit in the chat as well, but yeah, it's it's first of all, dude, it's seventeen fucking fights, too much, too many. That's fights. a lot, it's and the card's not that good. Like it's it's a lot of research. Like that's that's I don't know, man. Like I'm at I'm I'm almost about an hour and a half to two hours per fight. Yeah, your research. Yeah, yeah, and seventeen fights. <laughs> I got a job. Like, I'm on vacation this week, but, I mean, I don't want to be spending my whole fucking vacation watching videos and analyzing. I get it. But come on, man. 17 fights? Two hours of fight? That's a lot. That's, just do the math. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm going to do main card is like five or six, and then I'm going to just pull like maybe four or five from the prelim card and say that's it. Yeah, that's it. You, you, there, there, uh, there's going to be some ones that are going to be easy. they be like really quick ones where the favorite's going to win. I'm going to skip by those. I'm going to concentrate on the ones that are closest in coin flips. But that's a lot of video to watch. 
there's also no lines yet out on Bellator 93. So that's frustrating. That fight's in fucking five days. Why are there lines not out? Why? Why? Like, they'll mess around and ha- have lines out, like, on Wednesday. I hope they don't wait that long. That's not appropriate. Yeah, I got no lines for it either, do I? Shit. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, I started doing the breakdowns. I, I do like Goleman in the main event. I talked about that before, but he's got questions as well. But um, I-, I don't like the fact the lines aren't out. I'll have to do the best I can for breaking that down. And then, yeah, I have a lot of work to do in it. But I think I'm going to do five five fights in the prelim card, main card, that's it. And then just get rid of the ones that are just low level, not much experience. You know what I mean? Then on Saturday, Dave is PFL. Are you going to be touching that too? Ooh. And that's PFL, uh, PFL one. That is. So it's names you recognize. You know, Brandon Lofman, Bubba Jenkins. Joko, Will Flurry's in that. Thiago Corey Santos. Hendricks. Impa's in that as well. Ooh. Thiago Santos makes his PFL debut. Um, Jesus Pinedo's isn't even in there. Yeah, Marlon Moraes. Alejandro Flores is in there. Daniel Torres is in there. Oh, boy. We got – oh, yeah, I'll be in this one. And that's on Saturday all by itself out in California. I mean, PFL have the whole stage to themselves, dude. So, I'll, I mean, I, I'm looking to play that card quite a bit. I'll be all over it. I'll probably even be more psyched for that card than the damn Bellator card. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So. Wow, I've got, I'm looking at some lines here for uh, Bellator versus Ryzen, October 31st. Wow, that's early to put out some lines there, guys. No, that's from the last time, dude. Uh, is that from the last one? Yeah, I don't know why it's still there. It's still on there. Yeah, that's from that they already fought all those fights. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's still there. Right, that was wow. from last year. Well, wait, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Maybe I'm wrong. No, that fight. These were already fought. I thought these were. I, well, I could be wrong. Maybe that isn't. Maybe they're doing that again. They did Bellator versus Verizon last year. Remember? Yeah, that's what I thought it this just, was. But I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe this. Maybe doing it again. I don't know. Because one yeah, fought. They actually have the lines up for for stuff that's going on October thirty first. <laughs> but not Friday. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, I do have some Bellator lines. Oh, you found them. Where where you get where'd you get them at? Uh, I just went to UFC uh, MM, uh, UFC and MMA betting odds. That's a website. I'm not. A, I'm not UFC and MMA betting odds. It's called. Yeah, what it does is it um, it gives you uh, starting lines and current lines, so like you can see how the lines have changed. What's the since... link? Put put the link in the in the 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 chat there. Dave, because yeah, I damn it, you don't expect me to know how to do this. Copy and paste. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm on Best Fight Odds, they don't have it, right? And then I'm also on uh, FightOdds.io, they don't have it. Um, yeah, it's the Best Fight Odds ones, but I just lost it. This one here. This one is one that I use all the time. Do, 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 do. But you're right. It does not have the Bellator. It's got the next Bellator on. The one from <laughs> October 31st. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, Dave, I'm going to put things to bed here with this show. I'm going to get myself a quick break, get a bite to eat. I'm also going to come back online a little while, guys. I'll be doing my study session here for this. So, Dave, uh, as you dive in there, if you come across something, feel free to let me know, dude. I'll be starting at the 
top and working my way back down and doing all this fucking film study and watching some fights from people fighting in like little gymnasiums and shit. You know how it is, dude. This shit gets uh, yeah with the with the folding chairs and uh, yeah yeah we'll see all those. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for being here, dude. I hope you got a few new uh, members there. And if you, you haven't done so already, join BC Dave's group on Tapology. Great group. Free prizes. Awesome stuff. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. You and Roger will be going on, on Friday? Uh, every Friday, yeah. Okay. Send me a link. I'm done with my show at uh, 9 o'clock. So I'll be, I'm, I'm ready at 9 o'clock. Yeah, we just start just after you finish. Perfect. All right, buddy. See you Friday, man. All right. Take it easy, guys. Deuces. Have a good night. All right, so that's BC Dave, my man. BC Dave runs that awesome uh, uh, tapology group. I would jump in there and join it if you can, guys. It's a it's a wonderful group and uh, a lot of fun, good personalities, people that are, you know, fun to be around, fun to chat with. Get up in the socials with them, Twitter, Instagram, whatever else. And want to catch a few comments here as I make my way out. Flowers and spend a minute to do a night with uh, I thought that. To be here with you guys, late night content. Let us we all know. This show is called Midnight MMA. Every Sunday night, midnight Eastern Time, about two o'clock in the morning. Talking about the week that was mixed martial arts. We go over a few hot topics. Um, edge, of course, talking about the fight coming up. There will be a guest in every now and then. Uh, thank you guys for being here. You guys have been awesome. The chat has been live. We had seven, eight, nine, ten people here. Not a big crowd, but for those who were here, we appreciate your input, your feedback. And um, we'll be here, of course, next Sunday, same time, same place. For those who are staying up later, who still need some content in your life, I'm going to take about a five, ten minute break just to load up on some carbs. I got some pasta downstairs calling my name. I got to warm up a bowl of pasta. It's 2.22 in the morning here. My time schedule is erratic with these recordings and these videos. But I will be coming back online here shortly for a study session. Looking through Bellator 293. You can join me for that. Watching some film, taking some notes. Um, <clears throat> so doing that here tonight. For this week, though, schedule-wise, a few things I want to make sure I remind you of. Number one, look out for our breakdown videos for PFL number one. And also for uh, Bellator 293. Those will be coming out. Um, also look out for our newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to newsletter, do so. The link's down below. It's free. It's tons of content. Uh, Dave, BC Dave subscribed to newsletter. So if he's subscribed, you should subscribe. Um, but it's free. It's easy. Enter an email. The link for that is down below. Friday night, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m., I will be live with Monique Yip for our second episode of MMA Happy Hour. We will unveil a new bottle of wine for you. Last week, we had some Pinot Grigio some Spain, from Spain. It was good. Very tasty. Very nice in the palate. So we unveil a bottle of wine with you, and we talk about the weekend ahead. So we'll be talking about Bellator 293 and PFL on Friday night. That's 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time right here with yours truly on this channel with Monique Yip. And then, of course, following that, I go to my degenerate buddies over there with BC Dave and uh, my man Ranj. We go to Capra Comparisons YouTube channel where we go ahead and talk about the weekend ahead. Have some drinks, get peppered up, and talk about a lot of things outside of mixed martial arts. But we have fun doing so, and good personalities, good time. That's Friday night over at Capra Comparisons channel. And uh, and then going into the weekend, we'll have Friday night, uh, Bellator 293. Maybe we'll do some type of watch party for PFL on Saturday. Yeah, PFL will do a watch party. Watch that with you guys. Have some fun. We had a good time last week as well. 
and then Saturday we will have our Midnight MMA show. So that's kind of a look ahead at the state of this week. A lot of content. I'm up here as much as possibly as I can, as I can be. Um, do me a favor. Follow us on our podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. The links are down below. Why would you, why, why would you do that? To support the content, support our cause. By you subscribing to our different avenues and tools and our newsletter and following us on Instagram, following us on Twitter, leaving comments, suggestions, whatever. These are all the things that we need from you guys to blow up our channel and blow up our audience. We need your help. You guys matter everything to us. Without your without you guys as our audience, who are we talking to? So if you're listening to this in the morning on your way to work and you're hearing me talk about the fights from last week and you're driving, so you can't you know do the Twitter, you can't do the Instagram, later on, you get home, pull the video up, pull us up on YouTube, Subscribe to our page. Give us a five out of five stars on your on your app there for uh, your your uh, podcast app. And uh, by doing so, you support our cause. We don't work here on a donation-based system. We're not charging for anything. So all the content that we provide is free. It's accessible. We just need your help. Hit a like, hit a subscribe, share our content. Tell your buddies about us too. And if you're a late-night owl like we are and you like to hang out on Sunday nights, come back here next Sunday join us hang out with us let me go to the chat section here one last time before i close things out you guys were very active here anthony i think i covered that conversation that you mentioned before and i really appreciate you coming back um but it's okay that it turned you off sometimes you know uh sometimes put it this way we uh we 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 uh, web we saw a web that we didn't realize we saw a web around and so uh yeah is what it is. Detroit, thank you for coming by, dude, to let me know about the situation over at MA Holes because I got no beef with them. I, I went over there and left a message already, and um, they're good guys, right? Um, Connor talk. People talk about Connor. I love Connor, man. Connor's. Anthony writes in here, I'm a hardcore MA fan, truly. The more entertainment aspect being added to MMA, I hate. I want a pure mediocrity sport uh, with some give to be fair. Uh, with some gift to be fair, but damn, do I want Colby, Colby, Toby, Champ, and Connor get a shot? Okay, all right, I hear what you're saying, Anthony. Oh, you want Colby to be a champ and Connor to get a shot? I got you, Anthony. I mean, Colby as a champion would be crazy, right? He would be a madman. Um, yeah, it's been a long time, Detroit, right? Long time, a very long time. I don't know if Connor ever fights for a title again. I don't think so. I don't even think it matters to him. I think just a few big ass fights, you know, every now and then. You know, Anthony writes in here. I want Connor to beat Chandler emphatically. They're fighting at 170, and I want Colby to be champ. And for no reason, give Connor a title shot. <laughs> hey, we're fans. We could, we could, we could want things, right? Nothing wrong with that. Detroit writes in here at what weight 150 hell no and at 170 there's too many title contenders there is a problem at 170 I just don't know how Connor actually yeah I think some of these guys in 170 would really be a problem for him it is hype three I'm going to be burning the midnight oil right after this I'll be going right to my study session and I'll be you know here hanging out with you guys talking about Bellator 23 um I hear you Anthony he's like I don't think he deserves it I'm just saying I want it (laughs) Um, my mic. I think um, my mic should be good. Let me double check here that my mic is not. Uh, 
it off for some reason. Hold on. Double checking myself here. Double double checking. Talking to myself is not good. Yeah, it's okay, but I guess the mic may have had a little bit of an error. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Anthony. Yeah, this show is just a, a wrap-up of the week that was uh, in mixed martial arts, so we're just here to hang out on Sunday nights, talk to you guys about what happened, and then get a preview of the week coming up ahead. Thank you. I'm behind on the conversations. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, Anthony. A little bit. Um, so, guys, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you guys coming by. It's 2.29 a.m. Eastern time here on the East Coast. Not too far from New York City. I'm going to check out here, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by again. Appreciate you guys in the chat. And we'll be back again next Sunday night for some late night talk. We'll be talking about <clears throat> Bellator 283, of course, wrapping up PFL, and maybe some boxing that's coming on next weekend. Maybe we'll introduce some of that into, uh, you know. I want to play Rocket League, but I'm but I want to want to catch your show. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course, of course. Well, I'll be back online, guys. Like I said, about ten minutes for the study session, fifteen minutes or so for the study session for Bellator 293. And um, love you guys. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful evening if you're gone for the rest of the night. A wonderful morning if you're hearing this in the morning. And uh, we'll be back online soon. And we'll see you guys soon. Deuces. <laughs>